The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Strawberry Fields Forever, take seven, remix from four track, take six. Yourself, hippies. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Here's the thing: thirty five pounds for a flipping movie ticket. We went to um, the Odeon in Leicester Square. Let's name and shame those guys. Uh, so, why does it sound so echoey? Does it sound echoey? It is echoey. Can you go onto that one? Because I think there I might think be a problem with that. Mind, can you go? Yeah. Can we, can we swap mics? There we go. Let's just turn this one off, Sam. Let's just turn that one off. There we go. That's better. There we go. There we're working. These are slightly different headphones as well, but that's fine. So we went to uh, the Odeon Leicester Square to see us. Great film. Is it Jordan Peele? Is that the gentleman, the guy behind... Um, yeah. Get Out! Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, sorry? 
and, uh, and uh, uh, Tim Heidecker's in it. Look at me naming a white guy in, a, in what is essentially a black movie. Um, but Tim Heidecker's in it, a big fan. It's a great film. No spoilers from us, right? It is a great film. I'm not quite sure how you class it. Horror? Thriller? Suspense? Comedy? I don't know. It's all in there. Really, really good film, right? And it was on a few different cinemas in London, but we really wanted to make the six o'clock showing. It was only being shown uh, at six o'clock at the Odeon Leicester Square that they've just reopened a while ago. So we got there and we were hungry. So Kath was going to get food. Why didn't we end up getting food in the end? Well, all, you know, like normally where the food is, there's yep. food there to yep. show you what they're cooking. And it was completely empty, like nothing there at all. Yeah. And it was only after I'd been standing there for a while and I got sent further along, oh God. away from it to get everything, um, that I realised that there were, had been a guy standing there waiting for someone else's order for the entire time wow. we'd been there. Okay. So no movement whatsoever. So I'm then at the ticket machine sorting out the tickets for the film, right? And I did it, and I paid, and it, 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 then all these bits of paper came out, but none of them were tickets. So I went up to the dude at the door. I said, dude, how am I, how am I supposed to know what t- t- tickets? He said, oh, no, these aren't your tickets. These, these are the receipts, and that these aren't even your receipts. Oh, look, if you say, this receipt says um, cancelled, so you've, got, you've not bought tickets. I went, all right, fine. So I went back to the machine. Already I'm fuming, right? And I'm choosing the tickets, and it's, it's got one section, Royal Box, right? It's not actually a box, it's just some... So I'll see how much they are. Clicked on those. It said 35 quid. I thought, that's not bad. That's not bad London price. Two tickets, 30... 35 quid a ticket! 35 pounds a ticket for one seat to see a film! Right, now... Re- 35 quid to see a film! He was doing this all the way up the stairs, really loud. With swears. With swears. Every member of staff, I went, 35 effing quid a ticket, are you nuts? Went upstairs, I started to walk to the toilets, and the lady said, oh, these are the ladies. She said it in quite a smug, arrogant way, that the gentleman's over there. I said, yeah, is it 35 effing quid to have a piss? And as I walked into the toilet, I went, 35 effing quid. I wasn't doing it for... I, 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 I just could not... Believe it! I couldn't believe it! We ended up paying £17.50 a ticket, which is pricey. It's pricey. Central London, it's it's the higher end for Central London, right? It was Leicester Square. We could have gone 14 quid for a cinema down the road. But, so I walked into the cinema, into the toilet, and I went, 35 effing quid. Then smug bollocks... Mm. And his, his, his mate... I don't two, think that's what was on his badge. Two people that worked there. Oh, flipping heck, man. I walked past, and, and saying it to no one in particular, 35 effing quid a ticket. And the smug bollocks says, they are really good seats. I, I went... 35 effing quid! <laughs> what I wanted to say, and I didn't, was, I'd expect to get tugged off for that! Thirty. By the way, no, and not for seventeen fifty either. Thirty-five effing quid. Right. So how do we? Came out. Kath told me later on. You, you should have told me at the time. I didn't want to inflame the situation any further. You should have told me at the time that people were shouting abuse at me. Well, they weren't shouting abuse. There was one sarky ass who waited till you shut the door and then went, "Have a nice day." Yeah, you'll have a nice day because I'm going to track you down. I'm going to punch you in the neck. Don't worry, I gave him one of my hard stairs. Okay, well, that's fair enough. It's worse than a punch in the neck. So then we get in, so then we show the tickets to the lady, and fair play, the lady took us to our seats. 
because I wouldn't have been able to. Because I find I find the lettering and number system so difficult in cinemas. I think she wanted to make sure you weren't going to kick off in there. So we went in, right? We sat seventeen pound fifty a ticket, right? We are sat miles away from not the biggest screen I've ever seen in my life. I've seen bigger. It wasn't a big screen. Sound was great. The sound was great. A bit loud, I thought. It was not a big screen. And we sat miles away, right? In kind of plush seats. Mine was really creaky. I didn't have enough leg room. But we could have got recliners. Recliners, so there's... there's, We had standard, Mm -hmm. the 1750. I mean, they were good seats. Then there are super recliners that I think are 25 quid. I'm not sure. And then there's the Royal Box that is £35. It's not a box. It's just a row of seats. I went and looked at them. It's just a row of seats. 35 quid. £35. Mm. A seat. Yeah. For a film. What the hell is going on? And then here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. So we didn't have any food, so we're hungry. Well, we had a bag of crisps each. We had a bag of crisps. We really wanted a hot dog. So we had a bag of crisps, right? And then... All the way through it, right on the other side of the cinema. Miles away. <laughs> no, you're not doing it right. They not, were talking in normal voices. They were talking in normal voices, right? Not even whispering. It wasn't, they were so close, so close, so close to a getting up. Will you shut the F up? So close. And I was going to do it. But it was just, just below the line. Just below the line. If it, just below the line. Here's the thing, right? So we paid £17.50. All right, we were in the cheap seats. We were in the cheap seats. We weren't in the £35. We were in the... Right, okay. So the young lady showed us... In, well, if, if we're paying that much, have someone in the, in the screen. Have a member of staff in... Don't pretend. Don't, don't pretend you've got an usher service when you haven't. Showing someone to your seats is not the full usher experience that's part okay oh it's like the old days when they show you seats oh yeah yeah that's fine but what they'd also have in the old days that you millennials don't know about they would have a member of staff with a torch yes torch of shame at the back of the cinema and if someone was talking they would go they would shine the torch on them and say shh and if they did it a second time they would be escorted out yeah right so so, 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 oh dear let's go this oh it's it's an usher usher experience oh it's not it's not it was a bollocks experience. 30... I, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to go on about it. No, I'm not sorry to go on about it. This is what's wrong with... This is not the Brexit I voted for. £35. A t- and then everyone online going, oh, but you paid it. No, I didn't. No, I... No, 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 no. I am never paying... Th- I would balk at paying £35 to go and see a play. I'm never paying £35. If I pay £35 to see a film, I want four DVDs of that film. And a DVD player. You can get a DVD player, 15 quid, Tesco's, right? Film, a tenner. So you can get the DVD player and two copies of the DVD for the price they're charging for a ticket. One ticket for a film. It's a film... The film was 90 minutes long. Another thing, what was to stop us from going and sitting in the quote-unquote better seats? Because there was no one in there and no one with a torch. I'm fuming, man. I'm fuming. I think I've got polyps. No, I think you've just been shouting. No, no. I think I've got polyps. It's an ongoing thing and I think I might have to probably have a throat operation. But, <clears throat> by the way. So, £35. Pounds. Now, listen, I, I don't live in London. Uh, London prices... 
for a film. I think Us has just come out this week. You're looking at between 14 and 18 quid. They're lucky it was a good film. <coughs> Mate. Imagine if we'd gone to see A Star Is Born at that price. Alive. 35 quid is taking the, the Michael. And I hope... I, I use... Um, I think I use an Odeon. I think it's an Odeon in Aylesbury. Great. Happy. Great. Great. But do you know what? I hope you go bust. I hope you go bust, Odeon, because that is... De- you might as well have just had someone with a gun and a mask at the entrance just go, go and put, give us your wallet. Give us your wallet and your PIN number. Take it. Take it. Honestly, I'm speechless. Well, not speechless. I've done 15 minutes on it. I'm fuming. I am fuming. So tonight's phone-in is what's the most you've ever paid for a film? 30? Who's paying that? Like, Prince Prince Charles gets the films free. It was virtually empty. No one's paying that. No one's paying. I hope that place place goes bust. And all the smug... Winkers that were working there that just the ter- I, honestly, I was walking through. I was was not doing it for effect. I was I was in shock. I just kept going very loudly, thirty five effing quid, and the loud. smug look. I mean, there were kids working in there, but the smug look those kids got, and that bloke. Well, they are very good seats. Get stuffed. The, very good seats. Are you nuts? Thirty five quid. Flipping it, man. You want to know something? That's not the most angry I've been this evening either. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So that's that. That's not thirty five pounds a ticket. So that's not the thing that's got me the most angry today. And I was angry. Right. So then. We come out of the cinema uh, about half past eight, I believe that yeah. to be the case, right? And I've got an email. You know, my mum is in a care home, right? I had a lovely day today, clearing out the garage. Lovely day, clearing out the garage. What an idiot. Um, but I found my mum's, mum and dad's wedding album. I kind of knew it was in there, but I haven't looked at it for years. And I found some really nice pictures of, you know, almost everybody in those pictures is dead now. That's life. It's the cycle, circle of life. It was really nice, right? It's really nice. I, I showed them on, on Periscope. So then I come out. So my mum's in a care home. She's 60, what year is it? She's 68. She's been in the care home for about 10 or 12 years um, because she's got really bad MS. Probably a bit longer, maybe 12, 13 years. She's got really bad MS, okay? And she's, here's the thing. So physically, she can do very, very little. She's completely dependent on them for her physical. Um, she's she's you know doubly incontinent. She can't walk. She's in an electric wheelchair. Her speech is slurred. She can't. She struggles to feed herself. Sometimes she can. Sometimes she can't. Completely dependent on them. And also her MS. I, I suspect she may have dementia as well. I don't know. But her MS has affected her brain, which is quite unusual for people with MS. If you've got MS, don't worry. Doesn't not everyone has this? But in that she gets very very confused. My dad died about five or six years ago. She'll talk about him. She thinks that the care home she lives in is work. She talks about being at work. You'll you, you go and sit with her for an hour. You'll hear the same story five times, right? Doesn't know if I were to phone up now, she wouldn't know what day. Literally, wouldn't know what day it was, right? So I get we come out of the cinema at half eight, and I get a message uh, uh, that was an email that was sent to me at seven forty eight tonight, right, from the care home saying, "Hi Ian, hope you're well. Could you please let me know what is the best time to contact you tomorrow, as I would like to speak to you, if possible." Now, whenever you get an email like that, it's, it's normally about money, right? And I, you know, I fret about these things, Catherine. It's about money because these care. I mean, this care home. Well, she was paying fifteen hundred pounds a week, 
until she used up all her money and the council stepped in. It's, I think she pays maybe £200 a week now and the council pays £700 a week. I don't know, but she's, she, spent, um, she spent well over £220,000 of her own money. Right? And she pays 200 250 a week. I'd have to double-check the figures. Um, so I, I emailed at 8.30 and said, 8.21, Hi, I can give you a call in the morning. Is everything okay? I'm around now if it's not. Three minutes later. If you don't mind, please call me now. Okay, so I, so I phoned up, right? I phoned them at, let's see what time I phoned them. I phoned them at 8.43 in the back of an Uber, and I would like to apologise to the Uber driver for my language, because my lang- I was still smarting over £35 a ticket gate. Um, so I was not in uh, the uh, best of moods. So I phoned up. I said, hi, it's, it's Ian. Is everything all right? Yeah, Ian... Just to let you know that yesterday we, um, your mum got out of the care home on her own and we couldn't find her and then eventually someone found her in the next street sunbathing. I said, I beg your pardon? Yeah, your mum got out of the care home on her own. Don't We don't know how. And she was found in the next street, um, sunbathing. Right. Okay. Um, so you couldn't you you couldn't find no she, we couldn't find her we couldn't she was missing as usual she was missing. Right. Okay. Um, how long was she missing for? We we think about an hour. We think about an hour. The, the, the we think. I heard her saying that we were getting all the other residents out of bed. So yeah, we think about an hour. Here's the thing, right? My mum drives an electric wheelchair, which she's terrible at driving. Absolutely terrible. Her room is covered in, in smashes and the wheel... She's terrible at driving because she's got no hand-eye coordination. She can't see very well. And the road that the care home is on is a really, really busy road. Really busy road. I hate taking her out to the cinema and stuff because it's a really busy road, OK? If she... And I've been out with her where my boys drive her now, but... um. I've, I've seen her drive herself and I've had to grab the steering the, 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 the steering stick because she's veering to the road okay or she's hitting not she's trying to go up the curb but she's not going up the 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 dip in the curb and it starts tipping so she could have been tipped out they're, they're heavy these electric wheelchairs are heavy you can't lift them that falls on you she could have been tipped out or she could have gone into the main road and been I don't know killed at this point in the phone call, I went flipping mad. And I, I was effing and jeffing like nobody's business. I said, right, how did she get out? We don't know. To get out, you have to press like a sort of button to get out, right? But my mum can't do it. She can't do it. So how did she get out? We don't know. Maybe one of the other residents let her out. Okay. I said, right, well, you've got a camera on the door, haven't you? So you can, you, you, you... no, we don't have a camera on the door. So anyone can come and go. It's slightly difficult to get in, but I've got in. You just see a resident, you tap on the door, they let you in. They don't ask you any questions. Why should they? So anyone could get in or out, right? I said, okay, right. So she was gone, for, you think, for an hour, and you don't know how she got out, and, and you haven't got a camera there. I said, right, this happened at, she said, what time? At 11 o'clock Sunday morning. I said, right, it's half past eight Monday evening. 
well, I've got power of attorney. Me and my sister have got power of attorney. So any medical decisions and financial decisions, they have to phone me or my sister. It's generally me. They have to phone us up. Even if it's um, a doctor wants to prescribe a med- medication, it's like they're prescribing the medication to me. They have to tell me and check with me that I'm cool with that, right? Everything. I said, right, um, it's nearly 36 hours since it happened. Just wondered why you're only phoning me now. I wasn't this calm at all. I was effing. I was furious. I was furious. Why are you only telling me now? Someone phoned you and, and uh, someone did phone you yesterday and they couldn't get through to you. Now, I changed my phone number about a year ago. Uh, about a year ago. And I am very confident the care home has got my new phone number. I'm very confident it's in their office. Oh, well, she pr- rang you? No, she didn't. I rang her. Uh, I'm very confident they've got my new phone number. Very confident. So, but then they, she said they got it from maybe they got, got it from mum's folder. I said, well, I didn't get a message. I didn't get a phone call. They left a message. Well, I've checked. They hadn't left a message. I said, right, okay. How many times did they phone me? We don't know. Right, okay, okay, right, fair enough. So they couldn't get hold of me? No. Said, you got hold of me tonight? Yeah, because I wanted to... I said, no, 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 no. You're telling me they couldn't get hold of me, but you've got hold of me because you sent me an email. So the whole thing about... Them not being able to get hold of me is bollocks. Because you got hold of me. So if they wanted to get hold of me, they could have got hold of me. They've also got my sister's phone number. So I don't answer. You phone my sister up immediately. I went nuts. I went nuts. I said, well, thanks very much. Because this is going to be tonight's radio show, Leonard Cheshire Disability, How You Lost My Mum. She said, oh, no, no, please, please don't. Please don't mention it on the radio tonight. I said, sorry? She goes, please don't mention it on the radio tonight. I'm launching an investigation. I said, well, that's great news for you. That's brilliant. You launch your investigation, which I'm not actually interested in the investigation you do. I want your superiors to launch an investigation because you've proved yourself to be incompetent. I said, I don't give a shit. A, you don't tell me what to do on my radio show. And B, you are getting paid a lot of money to look after the most precious thing in my life. Beside my boys, my mum is the most precious thing in my life and you lost her for at least an hour and I'm only finding out about it 36 flipping hours later. And then I, then I did get a little bit hyperbolics. I got, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue the company. I'm suing the home. I'm suing everybody. Please don't mention it on the radio. I'm going to mention it on the radio. And I'm going to tell the story... As you've told me this, I'm not going to embellish it. I'm not going to exaggerate. I'm going to tell you the story. And I say, for, for you know, for the sake of the record, I was effing and jeffing. I was, I was swearing, right? And because I was, I was angry and I was upset and I was scared because she could have been killed. She could have been killed. I've seen death in the last month. I've, I've, I've held someone's hand while they died and were brought back to life, right? So it is very prescient to me that, that death is... We're all just a fag paper away from not being alive anymore. And she could have been killed. She could have been killed. And she said, well, I'll get my boss to phone you up. I said, I don't, want, I don't want to speak to your boss. Your boss is nothing to me. I want the CEO of your company to phone me up. Well, I said, look, they phoned me up before 10 o'clock. They might be able to talk me out of talking about it on the radio if they can, if they can say something to me that proves that something is being done. Um, but if, if, if not, I'm doing it. Well, I didn't get a phone call. Didn't get a phone call. So 
I, I put this out there now. Leonard Cheshire, what the flipping hell are you doing with my mum? There's been so many other things. The robbery. A woman who uh, in, inserted her fingers into my mum in a terrible way, thinking she was cleaning her. So many things, right? What the hell are you doing? You got if you want if anyone's listening, you, you can phone up, you can send us a statement, anything. But I swear to God, man, you are looking after my mum for about nine hundred quid quid a week. It was fifteen hundred quid a week, and you're not doing the job. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Here's why I've been hesitant to talk about the mistakes they've made in the past because I'm scared they'll kick her out. I'm really scared they'll kick her out. And we've talked about this before, about how when the, it went from her paying for it to the council funding, she nearly got kicked out and moved to another home because of money, right? And I'm terrified that if I kick up a stink, and there are so many other families that like this, if I kick up a stink, she gets moved out of the home that she has lived in for the past 12, 13, 14 years, however long it is, and she calls that place home, right? Well, do you know what, dear listener? You are now my witness okay we are going to follow this to its conclusion and we might have to go quiet for a bit if it does go legal but we are going you're going to follow this to this con- to the conclusion and boy oh boy oh boy if she does get kicked out of that home i'm giving you names and i'm giving you email addresses of people to contact because 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 if she gets kicked out because i've kicked up a fuss because they lost her for an hour right then that is shameful and that is shocking. So you better not kick her out of that home. You better not kick her out of that home. Because boy, oh boy, you're going to be in trouble. I've got names and I've got numbers and I've got stories to tell. All right? Furious. I shouldn't have sworn it. I shouldn't have spoken the way I did. But also, she wouldn't shut up. She would not shut up. She was just covering her own backside. That's all they do is cover their own backsides. Care Quality Commission. Well, yeah, Care Quality Commission. Um, MP, I think the MP is Dominic Grieve, who is actually brilliant in these situations. I'm a big fan of Dominic Grieve. I think it's him. Big fan of him because um, I've, I've seen him at loads of the do's that they have there. Big, big fan. So, so Care Quality Commission, Dominic Grieve. Any newspapers want to talk to me, I'm up for that. I'll get in touch with the one show again. Let, I, I will shout loudly about this because here's the thing, right? She wasn't hit. She, she, they found her. They found her. But imagine if they hadn't. I can imagine it because I've been to inquests of people who've got out of care homes. I went to one in particular that stay with me forever where they found him in a river. No one knew how he got out. Not good enough. We can't get in and out of the doors at work, right? No. Without someone seeing us and, and giving us permission to come in and out. How on earth are they wandering in and out? Why is there no camera? They don't have a camera. That was the thing. I always thought there was a camera. No, we don't have a camera. It's so easy to get in that place. You're supposed to press an intercom, right? But you just see a resident. Did you let us in? Of course they let you in. They live there. Yeah. So easy. So I'm furious. I'm really sorry. The first 30 minutes have been quite quite a self-indulgent um, uh, um, moan. I'm guessing Doug, Doug isn't liking it. That's a pity, Doug. Never mind. Good luck listening to Brexit FM, right? This is real life. You don't like it? Tough. Bit of a burk, am I? Tough. Jog on, fella. Here's the thing, right? It, it the people people will go. It's the same thing with with a couple of the calls we've had of people phoning in asking for help. People will go. Ah, oh, yeah, well, you know, you, they're only getting help because they got a radio show. Ian, you're only going to get help because you got a radio show. If I don't speak up, right? Hopefully, by speaking up, this will stop it happening to anyone else. This will stop it happening to your nan or your husband or your son. They got young people in that place as well. This could stop it happening. This is awful. This is awful. 
She goes, what? It's such a busy area. I'm fuming, absolutely fuming. Anyway, I will let you know how it progresses. Trust me, I'm going to be speaking to them tomorrow. There's going to be some very angry phone calls. Remember when I was putting mum on the one show with me, right? To actually kind of say that the care home was all right, but, but about the problem we had keeping her in there, the PR guy for the company phoned me up, right? And because I think he'd done PR for the Samaritans, and because we'd worked with him, he thought, you know, he thought it was like the old tie, old school tie, mates club. Come on, Ian, we've, we've worked together before. Maybe you can keep, just let us know what's going on. It doesn't work like that. This isn't a commodity, right? I'm not enjoying doing this rant. I'm not doing this rant for listeners to get more listeners. I'll probably lose listeners for doing this rant. I'm doing this rant because I have a voice and I have a microphone and I have a mum who I am completely in love with and she deserves better than that. Our vulnerable, our elderly, our ill deserve better treatment than that. And I'm furious. Anyway, onwards and upwards, 0344 499 This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. No, Doug, I didn't like being called a burk in your tweet, mate, because I can see you slagging off the show. You know what burk means, don't you? Berkeley Hunt. You know what it means. So, no, lo- no lol. Yeah, I didn't like your rude tweet. When I'm doing a show, mate. So either call in or switch off and jog on. All right? Flipping it. State of some of these people. Ken, what do you want? Hello? Yes, Ken. Oh, I thought I, I didn't hear you say my name there, uh, Ian. Yes, yeah, about this uh, Brexit situation. Oh, get Ian. lost. Get lost. No, 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 no. Uh, let's try Roger. Good evening, Roger. Good evening, Ian. Did we just have Ken from Newcastle start a call with, yeah, about this Brexit situation? (laughs) Flip I think she she thinks you're Tom Sawbrick, to be honest. There we go. Did he try and get on with the show before or something? (laughs) Yes, he did. About this this Brexit situation from Ken in Newcastle. Thanks for listening, mate. Not a chance. Good evening, Roger. How you doing, mate? Uh, Not too bad. I had a bit. Uh, I had a bit of a rubbish email today because I had another job rejection. But oh no! Mind. You keep. You keep. Roger and I play video games together, and every time we 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 join up for another disappointing session, um, uh, he'll he'll go. I've just filled out a job application form, and you, you're getting a lot of knockbacks, man. But well done yeah. for keep for keep going. Yeah, keeping going. Yeah, yeah. I just got to keep going, and I don't apologise for being angry, mate. Don't apologise. You've got every right to be angry. Uh, me granddad was in a care home yep. uh, for the last few years of his life. And he, he had dementia. He couldn't really walk near the end. And he he could never remember. Yeah. He'd always forget that he couldn't walk. And I think it were a case of somebody had not put the sides of his bed, bed up to keep him in, and he fell out of bed trying to get out of bed. Oh, Luckily, we're in a, we were in the position where I think my sister and uh, his his wife, who was uh, he'd, re- he'd remarried after my grandma had died yep. years, years later, yep. and uh, got him out of there. Got him into a specialist uh, dementia place. Here's the thing, Roger. This is one of the best places. Where she is is one of the better places. Imagine it's one of I'm the better shocked. ones. I'm shocked about how how easy it was to get out because this is the one that. You needed a code. 
Well, here's the thing, right? Residents are allowed to come and go, right? But mm. I think they need to. I think they need. Well, obviously, they need to give. They need because not everyone there. It, a lot of people there are physically. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Disabled. Is disabled. Thank disabled. you. Physically disabled, and some of them have cognition problems, shall we say, like mm. my mum. But it's primarily for physically disabled. Okay. Um, and you'll often see you know, uh, one or two of them going up and down the shops. Sometimes they go with a carer. Some are well enough to go on their own, right? But surely you need to have someone log in who's coming and going. Here's the thing, right? When you wanted to take your mum out for the filming, they were all over that. Oh, God, they, when I took her out, out for the one show, they didn't want her to go. What you, what you, what you, what you taking her out for? The what, Filming? What are you filming? Can we ask what it is you're filming? No. Yeah, they, None of your hint, business. they hinted that they, were, they weren't going to give her permission to leave yeah. the house. Outrageous. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you talking about that. Oh, uh, please, please, don't, please don't mention it on your show tonight. Don't tell me what... A, don't tell me what to do on the show. And also, this is my mum. Yeah. This is my mum you're talking about. It's not like... It's not like you're, a, 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 you know, a, 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 a car valet service and you've scratched my car. Uh, please don't talk about it on the show. Let's see what you can say. Oh, all right, maybe, maybe we'll talk. Maybe I'll, I'll hold it for a night and we'll see what your boss says tomorrow if you scratch my car at a car. This is my mum who could have been killed. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. She could have been killed. Yeah. And that's, you, you've, got a, you've got a right to be angry. You've got a right to have a rant. You, you've got a... Vo- as you, as you were saying about the stuff we you and Nigel and other callers that you've helped uh, yeah. in the past, and it's like, well, of course you're going to try and do something. Why? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you? Just, yeah. just, just because you've got a radio show and they're a listener, and oh, I can't help because it's unfair on other people. Yeah, we get so many tweets with, and Nigel's on next. So I'm looking forward to talking to Nigel. It's his birthday. Um, uh, um, but so many people saying, well, d- d- don't forget, of course, all of the, the, the many people that fall through the cracks. We know about the many people that fall through the cracks. Are you saying we shouldn't help one person because of the many people that fall through the cracks? Or are you saying we yeah. should try and help all of the people? What do you want? We're doing our best. Mm, yeah. Well, since that Nigel's on next, do you fancy a quick clunky gear change? Yeah, go on. Yes, please, mate. You want yes. you want it? It's about your other subject. Here we go. Go on. So you're paying an exorbitant amount... For the cinema, 30, yeah. I remember reading about that thirty-five, those thirty-five quid tickets. Yeah. You were old in Leicester Square, weren't you? Yes, it was, mate. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading about get, that. Get this. Nearly falling off the thirty-five chair. pounds for one ticket to see a film. And can we emphasise that? You didn't pay that. No, I didn't pay yeah. that. Of course I'm not going to pay it. I'm because, not a mug. Because I'm getting someone tweeting me saying, are you sure, Kath? I went, well, I am I was there, so yeah, I'm sure. You didn't pay that. You refused to, but he was staggered. Yeah, but what what you paid instead? £17.50. As a, as, a penny, as a penny pinch in Northerner, I'm like, <laughs> it's, still, it's still expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. It's Leicester Square. It's the home of movies. It's a film that's just out. I, I get it. I mean, I was still balking at it. We were going to go to a cheaper cinema, but that film was too late, and I really wanted yeah. to see it. But still, yeah, that's 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 35 quid that we've spent to see a film. But, 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 but still, we both got to see it for 35 quid instead of £70. <laughs> If we had gone for the royal box, which isn't a box, you can call it a royal box. It was just a row of seats. It wasn't a box. Sounds like, sounds like it's the VIP seats that I like uh, uh, the cinema that I use in Doncaster. And dare I, dare I say, frontness, I was fr- I picked a beautiful, perfect front and centre seat yeah. to see Captain Marvel. Beautiful. 
few seats away from the old man because he prefers the uh, end seat. Yeah, okay. bless him. My, he... my kids like sitting on their own in the cinema. You know, they feel very. If the cinema's empty, can we can we go and sit a couple of rows in front? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll sit here on my own like a sad old man. You go and sit, and they feel grown up, and I make, I'm sure it makes your dad feel grown up as well. <laughs> I just I just like the way it works. It's nice uh, where where the where the seat's positioned. I don't have to move my head because my my feel the vision. Very lazy man. Very yeah. lazy man. Doesn't even want to move his head to watch a movie. Great. Well, dare I, I tell you that. how much that seat cost? I bet it was like six quid. Yeah. <gasps> was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five night. Five yeah, ninety nine. There you go. You see, and that's it. And that's it. And people, right, it, with with ripoffs like thirty five quid, people wonder why BitTorrents and streaming and Hulu and websites like that are doing so well. It's because people can't afford it. <laughs> I, I, I prefer watching. I prefer watching stuff at home personally. Yeah. Although when it comes, it's not often that I get a, get to the cinema because where it where it is, I don't like where it is and finding finding the seat. There used to be a brilliant little Odeon in Doncaster uh, Town Centre, and I miss that place. Yes. Hey, listen, man. I had a win on um, Apex Legends yesterday. Hey. Here we go. I, I, things are looking up. Hey, nice one, Roger. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we're going to go to Nigel next. It's his, it's his birthday. 0344 499 1000. The Late Night Alternative. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's another thing as well. So five minutes into the call, I said, you know what? You've not said sorry yet. I was just about to. I was just about to. First first thing, really sorry, I've got a bit of bad news. There's been a bit of a problem. That's what you do. That's what you do. Um, or maybe the second thing, you say something and you think they're dead. But um, arse covering. I, I hope not. I hope not. I really hope not. That's what it feels like is going to be going on now. Arse covering. Happened at 11 o'clock yesterday. How long has she gone for? An hour, we think. We think an hour. So you don't know. Don't know. Could have been longer. Who was on duty? I can't tell you that. Because they're, they're, they're now, now, now comes the arse covering. The question I was really interested in when she, because I heard her repeatedly saying to you, but we tried to contact, we couldn't get hold of you. Yeah. And you said, how many times did they call me? Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. She's had 36 hours yeah. to ask that question. Yeah. It should know. be written down. Surely procedure is. And I was told they'd left. She said, well, well, they left a message. Well, you didn't. I checked my messages straight after. You didn't. You didn't. All right. I'd like to see what phone number they've got. Maybe they've got maybe they've got my old number. But straight underneath my number in that file is my sister's number. You phone her straight away. You get you get a human being on the end yeah. of the phone. All right, you don't get that. You've got my email address. Send me an email. You you, you don't just you don't just here's here's what I think, and I look really look forward to seeing the call logs because I'm going to be asking it. But any any lawyers listening, I really look forward to seeing the call logs because I want to know exactly when they phone me and how many times they phone me. Yeah. Let's see that. Oh, we don't have we don't we don't have that. That's what we're going to get. Oh, don't have that. Can I see the paperwork? Don't have that. No, uh, maybe I'm got... being harsh. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to do a proper, thorough investigation and they're going to tell me exactly what happened, exactly how much risk she was at and what they're going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again. Shall we? All I know is that phone call tonight, you've got nothing written down. No. Oh, happy birthday to you. Come on, Sam. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nigel. Happy birthday to you. 
thank you very much. Hey! Now, listen, <laughs> Nigel. I've got... I've, I yeah. made a boo-boo, right? I sent you a couple of CDs. Did you get... What CDs yeah. did you get? Yeah. I, I didn't know. It doesn't say who they come from. They in, came from the us. Package. They came from me and they Catherine. They came from you. But I forgot Thanks to gift... I forgot to gift wrap them. So, so what, which yeah. ones have come through the post for you? Uh, first of all, it was the Miley Cyrus back in tape. Miley Cyrus karaoke, yes, sir. What else? You're welcome. Tape to sing to, and um, and then the second one was the Barry Manilow. Okay, I think you've got, I think you've got a Beatles coming as well. Have I? Yeah, I think oh. so. And also, because I, I was doing it, I did it late at night on Friday night, about half yeah, past two. Got, Amazon, Amazon, it comes from. That's it. I've, I've also yeah. got for you. Oh, I've got the. Here's the thing, the Beatles one got sent to me. So yeah. I'm going to get that sent out to you. We'll get that in the post in the next couple oh, of days. You'll have that by the end of the week. Beatles karaoke. Is it, is it some of the old songs that uh, Hard Day's Night on it? Next, I'm going to tell you what's on there. We've got She Loves You, From Me to You, yeah. I Want to Hold yeah. Your Hand, Can't Buy oh, Me yeah, Love. Sort of things that are quite easy to sing to, aren't they? Yeah, with a little help from my... I can imagine you doing a blinding version of well, With a Little Help from My Friends. Things like, I've forgotten all those songs. It's a hard day's night. That one's not on I've there. been watching you all day. That's weird. Oh, that's, that's weird. Uh, that one's not on there. I know the tunes, but anyway. The, well, uh, I'll be the judge of that. It gives, it gives you the words as well, we just it? wanted oh, no. to. We just wanted to say happy birthday. So you got those CDs, yes. and we got we got um, the Beatles. You'll get that later in the week, mate. Happy birthday. Just just the one. Thank you. Just the one more tape CD coming. I think just it's I think it's just the one more. I, uh, there was yeah. There was. There, I, let me just double double triple check because I, I was looking at a Neil Diamond one as well. What what uh, what I was after was um, oh, you know the the, the Madonna three. Madonna videos. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Madonna. Yeah. The one I can't get in HMV, which I was going to buy myself, was uh, the, the the Virgin Tour, the very first one she did. You know, <laughs> to, you know, to tour for the very tour. first time. Well, who knows? Christmas is coming, yeah. Nigel. You know, just you might get it yeah. for Christmas. I think three CDs but for your birthday is... You can't, can't get them very easily now, because no. it's, it's, it's about 40 oh. years old. Oh, do you want it on but VHS? Get, um, no, you, you should be able to get it on... DVD. Oh, okay. uh, yesterday, I, I bought In Bed with Madonna for myself yesterday. Oh, you oh, we've lost you, Nigel. The documentary In Bed with Madonna. Yes. That was that's a great film, a uh, video. Right. It's got all the best bits of Madonna when she was about 30 years ago. Yeah. So I enjoy, I've got that to look at. But I couldn't get the 30 Virgin Tour one, That the first one that came out. That she did. Yes. Mm. But I, I, I went to see my my girlfriend uh, that um, works for um, Helen Grant. She yeah, with uh, Katie. Yeah. And okay. I took a vi- we t- I took a video of us together in the in the office. I'm going to put that on YouTube tomorrow. If you want to go to my, I, uh, might go to my Facebook now. I can't right now because yeah. I'm a little bit busy oh. with the computer. I'm t- I'm tweeting furiously. I put your I put your DVDs and my message birthday message on on Facebook Beautiful. for people to yeah. look at. Anyway, Did you have a nice day? Yes, because I went into town and put that stuff on YouTube. Beautiful. And, uh, and Are we going to get a birthday song from you tonight? Well, did you get my messages on Twitter? Some mm. serious ones. Um, we were a bit busy last night. We were working. Oh, about the man banging on the window because I was practicing at nine o'clock and you banged on the window. I was right, me the man. Oh, I didn't see that message. No, I didn't see that message. No, Okay. Well, no, nine... I'm trying to make a noise now. What, nine o'clock in the morning? No, nine o'clock in the evening. Who... Half past eight or so. You should have called the police. 
Yeah, and he threatens me, and he, he was going to hit me once because I made a noise. Oh, flipping it. Well, well, maybe not. Really maybe nice, not is it? And I can't well, maybe nine o'clock is a little bit late. Maybe nine o'clock. Did you have it on really late. loud? No, not ever so. Late. No, it's only a little speaker, isn't it? It's not. It shouldn't be that loud. Mm. So I, anyway, but I could do a cappello, couldn't I? You now, could do a cappello. Yeah, go on, do a nice soft um, one. A cappello now, and um, yeah. Yeah, go on then. Uh, I was going to do. Um, I miss you, just the first part yeah, of I miss you. Let's that's, that. that's for my mum, because I do miss my mum, of course. Go on, uh, are you there? Yeah, we're, we're waiting for the song, yeah. so, I, so, okay. I'll do the song then. Here okay, we go. Here we go. I miss you, I miss your smile, that I may shed a tear every once in a while, and even though it's different now, you're still here somehow. Now I won't let you go, I need you to know, I miss you, Shana, I miss you, they used to call me your angel, and now I'm living out my dreams, whoa, yeah, yeah. I can't tell me has gone. That was lovely, Nigel. Have a happy birthday, mate. Thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Ray. If anything, well, well, I'm fine. Oh, hi, uh, Ian. What's what's going on here? What's this? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to uh, a fella that I'm fishing this evening, and I'm talking to a fella named Sean who thank you, thank you, Sean. came up to me and said he wanted to uh, touch a willy for a throw, him, throw himself into the sea. Flipping heck! And uh, what I've. I've been talking to him, and he's kind of mellowed out. Do you want to say anything, Sean? Ian, yeah, I speak, yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. Yeah. Ian, yes. Ian Lee, are there? Yes. Oh, Ian. Hello, Sean. I yeah, I've seen you one night. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. That was me. Yeah, I was the strawberries guy. Yeah. Yep. I've heard, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't believe it. Yeah. How are you, do how you doing, man? You all right? Okay, mate, yeah. What were you going to chuck yourself in the sea for? No, I, I, I wouldn't have done it. Like I said to Ray, I, I wouldn't have done it. Why, why, but why, are we, why are we even talking about it? Come on, man. What's happening? Uh, well, my brother. My my brother is... Uh, you're, you're not from Panath, anyway. You you don't know my brother. I don't know your brother. Is it? Is it no, your, your brother Davey? No. Imagine my, if it my, was. Wouldn't that be freaky? My, bro my, my brother's Graham Allen. Oh. And he, 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 he moved out. He, what he does is um, he's a uh, furniture removal. Yeah. And in Panath, you know Panath. Oh, right, so we're naming and saying where he's from. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, and my brother's been doing uh, furniture rule for 32 years. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, is this recorded now, mate? Or we're, we're live on the radio now. Oh, you're all oh, right. Are you? All oh, right. Yes. So everybody knows, everybody knows then, do they? Well, yeah, maybe you, maybe you don't want to tell us anymore. I don't care. I don't care, mate. No, well, I, I want do. I want everybody to know. Oh, multi-move removal. Okay. Right? Yes. What What are you about okay. to say? Hang on a minute. What are you, Sean? What are you about to say about? Are you about to say something bad about him? Yes. Well, right. Well, then we'll we'll leave it on there. Thank you very much indeed for your call. I, I dumped that last couple of ones. So that, but let's. Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> Thirty-five pounds a ticket, though. Thirty-five pounds. Sam got the uncensored version during the adverts. Thirty-five pounds a ticket for a film. 
<laughs> cinema! What a world we live in. 0344 499 1000. You'll have to buy it for a tenner in three months. Yeah. What? You will. Yeah. It's a good film, though. It was good. It was Thank good. God for that. It's a very, very good film, actually. Really enjoyed it. Um, okay. That's an hour done. Um, I'm starting to calm down a little bit, but um, come on, callers. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. You can give us a call about the stuff we're talking about, or you can give us a call about absolutely anything you want. That's kind of how it works. 0344 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian and Catherine on Twitter. Oh, radio. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Bus line down the center line Took me from the dotted lines for my name Rolling across the borderlines Looking for a peace of mind That never came Thank you. 
best, best song ever about cocaine addiction. I met Scott Walker. I said met him. I was on a tiny stage and I introduced Jarvis Cocker and I stayed on the stage and Jarvis Cocker gave a speech and then introduced Scott Walker and I'm stood like, I must admit at the time I was more impressed that I was, I had to introduce Christina Aguilera on stage and then she kept, I was then stood at the back, tiny little stage, like um, like a pallet and I'm stood at the back with my hand sort of in front of me and she came up and said something and then she introduced someone and she kept walking backwards and her bum nearly touched my hand. And I was thinking, this is really... That's sexy harassment. That's sexy harassment. I mean... Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to Lee. Good evening, Lee. Oh, hi, Ian. Lee. Oh! Uh, Lee, it's, it's me. I met, I, I met you at Paul's pint on Saturday. So just oh! Hey. It's Lee. We I met at Paul's party on Saturday. I literally just wanted to check you got home, okay? Uh, <laughs> and then I'm gonna, and then I'm go, I'm gonna go to bed. So is there all no trouble? I got I got home perfectly fine on Saturday. Uh, well, no, hang on, was it Saturday or yeah, Saturday? Saturday. I got home finally. Thank you so much for checking in, mate. Are That's you home right. yet? Well, are you guys take? Yeah, yeah, I'm all home now. I'm all sort of tucked in. I'm going oh, to bed. Oh, beautiful. I'm just worrying. Everyone's been worrying in, in my house. So what a great! What, this is what a great service. Well, I, I I got home fine on Saturday. I got home fine on Sunday from the thing we were at, and I've really got my fingers right. crossed. Lee. I think I'm going to get home safe tonight, mate. We'll stick in there. It sounds like you're on a streak. But so, feel, um, feel free to give us a call tomorrow to check in. No worries, I will do. All right. Uh, Thank you, Lee. So take care. And I said I'd check out your show. I haven't had a chance yet, but I'll get round to it. Okay? okay. Well, listen, that's fine. The first hour was very angry. Hey, guess what? We went to the Odeon so, in Leicester Square, right? That the most that sounds we, awful. Exactly. Thirty-five quid a ticket. Jesus. To see what a did film. you say? Um, we saw we saw us, and we didn't pay the thirty-five pounds. We got cheaper tickets, but we saw us, which is a great film, and I thoroughly recommend it. The to film me. is called Us. We mm-hmm. saw yes, yeah. We, we we didn't just go and look in a mirror. We saw a film yeah. called Us, and it was great, but not worth thirty-five pounds. Sounds good. Well, listen, we'll have to we'll have to. Um, I'll phone in and find out more about the film sometime. But I literally just to check your eye, and nice it sounds one. like you're well. Thank you, mate. I appreciate so, um, that. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. Take Thank care. You. Thank you, Lee. Bye, there you Lee. Go. And that's why I don't like parties, because you you get weirdos that just will not stop phoning you Who up. Who told him we were on the radio? Outrageous behaviour. Um, let's try Ruby. Good evening, Ruby. Hello, Ian. Well, hang on. It sounded like two thumbs, like you'd smacked your husband over the back of the head and he <laughs> fell down on the floor dead. Have we just have we just no, heard a, no. a murder? He just shut, no, he just shut the kitchen door because he's got argument. it on the radio You've in the other room. So. You had an argument with him. No, 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 no. No, actually, you spoke, to him a couple, you actually spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, actually, funny enough. Uh, did I? Well, to remind me who, what his yeah, name is? Yeah, uh, Chris, um, Chris. He was 50 days clean and sober. Hey! Well, is he, is he, do you remember? Yeah, I do remember. Is he 70 yeah. days clean and sober now? Or what's he doing yeah. in that kitchen? He, He's doing really well. No, he's just, he's, just in the, he's in the front room. I'm in the kitchen smoking oh, a fag. Hey, so I'm having I'll a fag. The other room. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Well done, well done. The, the first yeah, 90 no, days are the toughest. I know, good yeah. He's doing, he's doing so well. I've seen such a difference in him. He's, he's doing so amazingly Brilliant. well. Oh, like, good for both you know, of you. Really how are you. How are you doing with it all? Because, you know, it's like a disease. Well, it is a disease, but all the attention is, is, is generally on the, the person who's ill. But the, the people around them are struggling as well. So yeah. how are you doing? Oh yeah, like it's I'm I'm doing amazing. Since Wicked. he's 
decided to change things. It's just things have just improved so much. So it's all good. Nice one. But um, the reason I was calling was um, I've been working since 7 o'clock this morning. I picked up on what you were saying earlier about um, I'm a carer. Yeah. And um, I was was working from 7 o'clock this morning and... A long old shift. You I don't must, normally you work. You must have earned a fortune today, then, because you guys, as we know, no. get paid so much money. Rolling it's in disgusting. it. It's outrageous it's disgusting. What, what, we, what we pay you. I've got a load of people on Twitter going, yeah. oh, don't be too hard on the care home. They don't get paid. Listen, I know they don't get paid that I much, right? I yeah, know they don't. I don't, but... work, I, I don't work for a care home, though. I do domiciliary care. So uh, I you guys have it. In some ways, you guys have it e- even tougher. Yeah, it is. And, um, I mean, I won't obviously say my company or anything like that or swear or anything like that, but, you know, just to let off a bit of steam. Yeah. Um, I've been doing the job for nearly two years now, and I love it. I, I look at these people like they're my grandparents here, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I treat them with the utmost respect and do the very best that I can do when I'm there. And I, I absolutely sometimes, in the past, I've been paired with some carers that are absolutely diabolical. Yeah. And I've reported them, and it's just disgusting how companies just still continue to employ these people, and it makes well, me. It sick. is such a every time I go, almost every time I go in the care home, there there are different people working there because it's such a high turnover. Because you yeah, know, it is, and it is. And by, and by the way, and this, I'm not saying this in a derogatory term, right? This isn't no, an insult. Yeah. I'm just po- saying this to point this out. Most of them are Polish, right? Because they come oh, over, yeah. and it, the, yeah. the, the money's so crap mm-hmm. that hard, mm-hmm. hardly anyone wants to do it. And, I, and yeah. I'm terrified of what's going to happen if Brexit ever happens and they all get told to naff off. Well, then who's going who's gonna to mm-hmm, do it, mm-hmm. you know? The trouble is, the trouble is, Ian, and I hate to say this, there's not enough good carers out no. there. Hence the word carer, yeah? You're yeah. supposed to care, yeah? There's some brilliant some ones. Some people but don't there's, care. There's, there's brilliant, brilliant ones, but there's also some scummy ones. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in the past, and I just, I, I can't work with certain people. I refuse to work with certain people because I can't. When I'm with those certain people, I am like, no, do the job properly or don't do it at all. It just makes me so angry. And, you know, I just, I just, I just try my best at the end of the day. I mean, I don't, I don't do it full time. I'm not, an, I'm not in it full time. I just do two days a week. But, you know, I really, I really feel, you know, without being derogatory or, you know, anything like that, that um, there's not enough, um, how can I put this in a nice way? Um, English-speaking carers. That well, no, are and, and I know. No, listen. I know what you mean. And um, because um, most of the carers in my mum's home, they're, they're well, not most. A lot of them are Polish. They bizarrely have some Japanese yeah. people there as well. A lot of them are Polish, and a lot of them speak really good English. But mm. not all of them do. And, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. sometimes I struggle to understand them. So you got older people. Who, and it's, yep. not, it's not racist to say it. It's not a racist thing. It's no. a really valid point to make. It's about yes. communication. And if you are yep. speaking and cannot be understood by the, by the person who needs yep. to understand you, mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. then th- 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 there's a huge problem there. There is, there is. I mean, I'll be honest with you, down the line in the future, I want to set up my own care company and do it myself properly. Because, you know, seriously, I'm, I'm a, friend, a colleague of mine, a friend of mine, we're seriously thinking about it in the future. Do we're going to get all our qualifications under our belt and do it do because it. there's not enough good carers out there, Ian, to put it frankly, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah. There really isn't. Well, you sound like a good one, Ruby, and I'm glad there are people like you in I the know. industry. And I've met loads of great carers. I've also, yeah. and, and you, my, my mum's also been robbed twice, once in the care home and once when she had what? carers going to her house, you know. And um, oh, so, no. yeah, exactly. Is it your mum who was left with dry pasta? Oh, yeah, when, when my mum lived at home, right, um, and mm. she had carers going in four times a day, um, yeah. one of them, again, I think it was someone foreign who didn't really understand <laughs> cooking, just gave her a bowl yeah. of, dry, you know, dried pasta, but hadn't cooked it. Yeah. 
drive yeah, past her. Yeah. And then one of them yeah. was just nicking, two of them actually were nicking all of her stuff and taking her car yeah. and going to the machine and taking, they nicked about, I think they nicked three grand and all the, anyway, 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 anyway it was a long But just time quickly, ago. just one, one, yes. one, one client that I go to, um, they've just recently had CCTV put in their house. So there you go. It says it all, doesn't it? It does say it all, Ruby. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate the call. Chelsea raises a good point. Your best option is to ask for the police reference number for when they reported your mum missing. They have to file a missing persons report. Yeah. Now, shall we take bets on whether they called the police or not? I should have asked that, of course. I will be speaking to them tomorrow. Shall we take bets on whether they called the police Maybe or not? they called but no one answered. Let's just see. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. There's going to be some rockets at some a-holes tomorrow, let's just say. 03444991000. We've got Phil, we've got Andrew, and we've got Mo. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hey, it's not all doom and gloom. gloom. Uh, uh, after midnight, we're going to play the um, report I made uh, when I went to the Frank Sidebottom Chris Seavey exhibition a couple of weeks ago at Manchester Library. Really great exhibition. It's free. It goes on, I think, until um, April, maybe even beginning of May. I'm not sure. Uh, and I was guided around by Steve Sullivan, the director of Being Frank, the Chris Seavey story that comes out on the 29th, which is Friday. And it's being shown at a cinema. Really do go and support it because I think it's such a good film. You don't have to be a Frank Sidebottom fan. You don't have to be a Chris Seavey fan. It's about uh, uh, art. It's about um, troubles. It's about um, life. It's about doing things on your own. It's really inspiring. So I went round with Steve Sullivan, who directed the film, an old film, and also Dave Arnold, who was Frank's roadie for years, was a fan and then ended up being a roadie. Two really, really nice, very humble guys. You can hear a lot of stories that you won't have heard before. It's a really charming thing. So we're going to play that tonight, and then tomorrow night, it's going to go out as a podcast. And the podcast is, what, about 20 minutes it's longer? Ex- yeah, it's extended. Yeah, because rec- I was there for about an hour. I Literally, I was in Manchester for two hours. Got there, dashed to the, the exhibition, did the recording, then ca- then came straight back. It was I, I, I love journeys like that. Just boom, boom. Um, but yeah, so we're going to play a sort of 30, 35-minute version tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow, uh, around about 7 o'clock, you're going to get a, a much longer, extended, almost twice as long uh, piece. And it's it's well worth listening to. Uh, and tonight's podcast that went up is the interview with CJ yeah. from last week. Remember CJ from Eggheads? Now, if you missed it, you'll probably go, oh, yeah, CJ, the guy from Eggheads. Didn't he kill someone? Didn't he confess to killing someone in his autobiography? And that kind of ruined his career that and and being accused wrongly falsely of sexual assault just ruined his career killed his career he can't get a break he's broke he's in really big trouble financially everything you know about cj is wrong it's a really really interesting interview really really good that went up tonight so i thoroughly recommend uh, you have a little listen to that and uh, be keen to hear your Thoughts. Oh, and this week as well, let's just get the business out of the way. There's going to be a new Rabbit Hole podcast going up because thank you to everyone who came to the show uh, yesterday. It's only yesterday. I know. Uh, um, the Luton Bear Club. It was It was filthy. It was, it was very, very blue. Very blue. Obscene. It was blue from the off. I... Um, exposed my genitals to a man in the audience. Did you actually show him? Yes, I did. I, I opened my fly and I pulled my fly and I pulled my pants apart, but he that. kept eye contact. 
with my eyes on my head, sorry. He was looking at my, the eyes on my head. It, he didn't look down, but it was there for him to see it if he wanted to. I don't think that's a defence, mate. No, 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 he wanted to. Trust me, I could well, tell. he looked you in the eyes. I could tell he so wanted he to, want see to see my see. shaved balls, oh, which you were brought up. You regurgitated my shaved balls, which Jeez. is a great trick. to see. If you want to see Gath and I do that, the next show is... Well, the next show's in Brighton in a couple of weeks. We've only got six tickets left for it. Um, but it was a filthy show. It was a great show. It was a filthy show. It was a great show. I don't know if it was great. I tell you who was there. We had a celebrity in the audience. Yeah. Gavin Shuker, MP. Political stirrer and agitator. And treasurer for the new gang. And he, he gets all the fizzy pop. The, 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 the Gavin Shuker of the Independent Group. Um, also, one of the nicest, nicest people, whatever your politics, just a really, really nice guy. I think that's the first time I've met his wife. I don't remember if I met her at, um, at Three Counties. I don't know if she came in when I was there. But she was lovely. We had a nice, we shared the interval with her. She seemed really nice, mm-hmm. didn't she, actually? Um, they were quite potty-mouthed as well, actually, now I think on it. Surprisingly. Surprising, yeah. But he, Gavin Shuka was there, because he, know, he knows he was working with a friend of ours, and he came along, and it felt... I didn't know he was there for the first half, and, and it, but then it felt like being Well, told, we knew this friend of ours was bringing yeah. a couple, um, and, uh, yeah... But it was like, but it's like, oh god, there's a there's a real there's a proper grown up here. And then we spoke to him and realised he's not a proper not. grown up. It was really nice to see him actually. We should get him on the show one night. In fact, we should get Gavin Shuker on the show one night. That's exactly what we should. I do. Don't know whether his uh, PR will let him, <laughs> as as we know his PR. His PR, his PR is an idiot. <laughs> uh, right, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to Phil. Good evening, Phil. Good evening, Ian, Catherine. Hi, Phil. Phil, what can we do for you on this most holy of Mondays? Well, I, I just I missed your first ten or fifteen minutes of the show, and and you, you was on about your mother. At, at well, the first out of the first home. fifteen minutes was thirty five pounds for a, a for <laughs> one ticket to see a movie at the Odeon Leicester Square. Thirty five pounds a ticket. Well, frame it. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't pay for it because I'm not. I'm not a foreign. I'm not foreign tourist who's who thinks that. He's just been spending oh, up in Harrods. Th- Thirty-five pounds. That is. I think that works out to be eighteen lachla. Oh, but yeah. that is Once bargain. Twice shy. Yeah. So no. It'll be the same people who are riding in those um, those pedally. What are they call? Yeah, the pedleys. The yeah, pedleys. The, the pedley buggers. Yes. Anyway, Phil, what can we do for thee? Well, yeah, like I said, I missed the beginning of the show, but your mother getting out on the scooter, I thought all scooters had, had keys in them. Uh, no, you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a scooter, it's an electric wheelchair. Electric wheelchair? Don't they have keys? To... No, they have an on-off button. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought, well, why, you know, why do they leave them with the Come keys in? The key. Put the keys in the bowl, that's what they'd all be doing, those mucky pups. No, it's an electric wheelchair, so you just have an on-off button and she rides it around the care home. Um, yeah. And she went out. She was sunbathing in the next street. I mean, what's that? Why word? did it take an hour to find a stationary woman? Oh, they say an hour. Well, I had, I had another. Don't tell this the wrong way, but I had another maybe a solution that oh, yeah. maybe they, they could they could put like a bumper sticker on saying where the you know where the mobility school was from with a number in emergency. You know, yes. if you yeah, see yeah. this person. See this person alone. Please contact this uh, number that's not immediately. A, Thank you. That's not. You know what? That's, that's really not a ridiculous shout. idea. Actually, that's that's a pretty good idea. I was thinking you were going to say put like um like a bit of <laughs> wool to them, and so. <laughs> 
follow the strings. You just follow the wall, or like a big, big. You tie together a load of elastic bands, so it pulls them back. Well, if they why go don't too you far. put a sack full of of, um, of stones with a hole in the bottom? <laughs> That's all we could do. You know what, Phil? The sticker on the back ain't ain't a bad idea. Mm. Thank you for that, man. I just hope they don't do total lockdown and take all the scooters off them, oh, you know, because that's no. the sort of nonsense that they do, don't they? No, they, 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 they listen, they what? I've, I've had my little Barney with them. Tomorrow I get I get kind of official with them. I've had my shouty argument thing, and tomorrow I'm going to yeah. get official with them. And it's yeah, now get rid be, of the red mist. It's going to be exactly, now, isn't it? exactly. That's a really brilliant way. Yeah, they'll get rid of the red mist, and now it's about solutions and um yeah. uh, and and just you know and uh, making yeah. sure it doesn't happen to anyone else. Making sure it doesn't happen to anyone else. Finding out exactly what went wrong and um let's just uh, and get in someone's ass because, fired. right it isn't a prison but they should know who's in the building of course they should of course they, when you go in you're supposed yeah. to sign in yeah hey phil nice one i appreciate that thank you very much mate oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand yes mosef hello yes hello mo oh yeah hi oh, i didn't think i was on um you're right Ian. I tell you, i'll come back to you when you're ready mate let's go to andrew good evening andrew Oh, good evening to you both. Professional, um, call, professional you... caller. Ready. He knew he was ready. <laughs> he was set. He knew he was, on, he was straight into it. He knew his name. He knew it. Well done, Andrew. <laughs> yes. And if there's of any interest, uh, I got home okay as well. Andrew so, came and saw uh, the show. He wasn't at the party was... on Saturday. That would have been weird. But he came no. and saw oh, the that show. That would have been weird. Came and saw the show. Uh, last blue. night, it was a very it was blue, blue show, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and boo to Kelly Betts for not showing up. Yeah, but it was a, it was good to, to see Mr. Paul Scoynes and uh, and Mr. Deedy as well. But yeah. I didn't know you had that thing, Paul Scoynes, as a feature. I never caught that bit on the Paul Scoynes, yes. But, Paul Scoynes was a definite uh, game. It's a brilliant game. <laughs> he came up with it. That wasn't my idea. I think that was his genuine... Att- <laughs> so we've got a guy called Paul Scoynes, right? And his feature he came up with one day was Paul's Coins, where you, he would jangle his pocket and you had to guess how many what the sum total of the coins in his pocket were Paul's coins. Uh, it was a great feature. Brilliant. The woman in the corner had a pretty good guess, didn't she? she? Was, it's almost like she'd had her that hand in there. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it was a good old show. I hope you enjoyed it. I've got to take my hat off to the guy who called in. Who I think he had us all laughing so much. The um, he, he called in about his girlfriend who was uh, making the tea. I'm not going to try and do his joke. It was incredible. Oh, you, you remember that, that was one? very funny. That was very very <laughs> funny. It was it was a good old night. We had a lot of calls, um, and uh, I hope. It, I, I, really, here's the thing, right? When we get sweary, more than blue, but when we get sweary and blue, it means we're both very nervous and not very confident that the show is going to happen or here's go well. Here's what made me nervous yesterday. Yeah. Having people i know in yeah yeah you know you when you know your mate is at the back and he's brought his wife <laughs> you know you feel like oh, oh that didn't bother me that was nice although Dealey was like directly my island <laughs> but that didn't bother me it was the fact that um we hadn't done one for nearly four months no. i think was the was the thing for me but there were some nice bits you know that that guy who sang i'm a believer he took over from me yeah. he was great now i remember <laughs> him, i remember him from last time we were at the bear club he's like a professor or something okay do you yes, remember I an do. academic yeah, now you said that yes i do remember him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but he sits he sits all the way through it normally with his arms folded and you think he's not enjoying him himself. and his mate look really bored yeah he bloody loves it yeah him and his mate look <laughs> just really, can't tell really his face <laughs> <laughs> well andrew i hope you enjoyed it <clears throat> no it was great what and were you I'm doing in far do you live it hang on because this is oh. Andrew who comes from Las Vegas and stuff, yeah. right? And who, who got Quite us... tell by the accent. Who got us, sort of got us, <laughs> you know, that Bross video. Sort of. <laughs> it was great. But, what, you, but you emailed me to it's, say... No, I sort of did. I did. <laughs> well, you, yeah, for, you, well not, not for me, you didn't. You got it for someone called Lane yeah. and Catherine. But 
Oh, who the hell's he? <laughs> but um, but you you messaged emailed me saying you were in Farnham Common. Why were you in Farnham Common? Oh, well, my family lived there. My um, my grandma. Did, did we know there. that? Did um, I know that? Did have we had this conversation? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, because you know no, I lived in Farnham Common. I did. Yeah, I've always looking out for you around that area. Forge Drive. And you know what's Weird. now the bookies? The bookies used to be the offy. And you know who used to work in the offie and he used to sell me fags? Um, you've said this before. Zoe, um, Zoe Ball. Zoe, Zoe, Bo- yeah. Zoe Ball used to sell me fags when I was underage. And the handyman was somebody who looked like... Looked like Terry Griffiths, a snooker Roger player. Daltry. It looks like Roger Daltrey oh, and Terry Griffiths. Here's the thing. <laughs> Terry Griffiths and Roger Daltrey. Identical. Identical. And the guy from the handyman <laughs> in Farnham Common. Really nice guy, actually. Really, really lovely bloke. Yeah, and on my flight back today, I've I've had a go at a transcript. I've not quite finished it yet. I'm nearly there, and I'm hoping I'm not doubling up. Do you remember the show you did a few weeks ago? You're probably going to say no, um, where you're starting to get very into biology, um, and you were talking about the cesarean sections. No. And you're going to do you're going to do yeah because yeah, you want to learn it when you do your first aid course. You want to learn cesarean. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we'll do cesarean sections on the first day. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm transcripting that one because right. it was absolutely hilarious. If any, send it to Catherine. Catherine, do you want to send them all over to me? Yeah. And I'll start compiling. Okay. I'll start compiling this week. That's what I need. A little I had project. someone asking me about that yesterday. Yeah, we'll start compiling and we'll see where we are, and then maybe next week or later in this week, maybe next week, we can read through the read the titles of the ones we've got, and we can see how, how much we've got and whether we're close to getting. No, but we're probably not close to it, but... You've got a deal. Um, all right, yeah, send that over and we'll have Indeed. a little look. Nice one, Andrew. Thank you very much. Sure. Thanks for the tickets. Cheers, fella. Tutty bye, tutty bye. Um, let's try Mo. Good evening, Mo. You all right, Ian? I'm fine, Mo. What have you got for us tonight? Anyway, and, um, uh, great show, by the way, today. And I uh, like Nigel's song and all that. But, um... But... <laughs> great show, uh, but... No, no, it's not but... But, um, well, it's not a but, but you your... said but twice. It's not a, it's not a but, but. It's a double but. But, but. Okay, can you please do um, one of your prank calls? Because I find them quite chucklesome. One of my prank calls? I don't really do prank calls. Yeah, you do. You did, like, one to talk sport, I remember. Or no, you did one to talk sport. None of Ian did one to talk sport as well, like, a few years ago. And, and Barclays, like... A year ago. No, Barclays was to some fraudsters. Yeah, Barclays scammers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Mo. you do, like, one of your... i tell you what, Mo. Stay there, what? buddy. Stay there. Hang on a minute. Um, hang on a minute. Uh, stay there. Let's do, let's, let's do one now. Let's do one now. Let's do it. Yeah? You in, brother? Yeah. Let's do it, man. Here we go. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hang on, oh, I balls it up. Hang He's on. chuckling already. It's, it's going to be funny. It's going to be funny. Here we go. Uh, uh, uh. It's going to be funny, Mo. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Hang on. Five, five, eight, eight. All right. So, right. So, Mo, when they answer, right, you got to pretend you've broken your leg. What? No, don't do this. It's the hospital. It's a Korean restaurant in New York. Hello? Yes, sir. I've just broken my leg. Excuse me? I've just broken my leg. Are you going to do something about it? Hello? Oh, that was... Yes, man! That was brilliant! Because ah, it was 
Steve-O. Nice one, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Here we go. I hate prank calls. What was that? That was a prank call. That was the that was the Korean restaurant in New York City. This, though, is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, honestly, though, £35 for a ticket to see a film. Just a film. It's just a film. You can put your feet up, though. Wowzers, wowzers. What you got, boy, Lee? Oh. 344-499-1000, by the way. Sorry. Go Man tries to board flight naked, saying clothes made him less aerodynamic. Okay. They've got to clean those seats. You know that. Well... The Russian man stripped off before boarding his flight from Moscow. As he reported, he claimed his clothes reduced his ability to fly. I think he misunderstood air travel. Mm. A man stripped naked before boarding his flight to make him more aerodynamic, it's been reported. Footage of the man, 38, whose identity has not been revealed, but we can see he's in the buff, oh. shows him standing naked... Is it Shia LaBeouf? No. That's not bad. Yeah. Sh- um, OK, hang on a minute. Um, I... Well, oh, I've got to tell you what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Go on. Eesh. Well, so I was booked to do an appearance. Uh, this is a true story, actually. I was booked to do an appearance at a nudist colony. Now, I thought I could do it fully clothed, but when I got there, they said I had to strip off. And I, and I refused to do it, and I walked away from it. And i tell you why. It's because I'm Shia LaBeouf. I'm Shia LaBeouf. Um, I am shy of, of the buff. I am shy of the buff. Well, I think he's a film director. I'm shy of the buff. Okay. Was... Okay. I once <laughs> went hunting. No. I went hunting. <laughs> um, in Here's the thing. There's so many French coming over here, just buying land. Buying land, and I went hunting in in in, in uh, like a county, and I had to, I stopped a young lad. I said, "Excuse me, boy, where am I?" And they said, "Oh, you're in Shire, Labuff. You're in the Shire of Labuff. Oh dear, Shire Labuff. But but like Buckinghamshire. Yeah, you're in Buckinghamshire Labuff. Yeah. You done? I I I want one to more say out. you're going to squeeze one more I out, aren't you? I want to say no, but I don't have any more. Um. Going into the butchers. Go on, go on. French butchers, is it? Yes. <laughs> it is. And I, the but man, every I, time you go in there, you keep ducking down every time a certain meat is produced. That's because I'm shy LaBeouf. <laughs> See, mine's better. No, it's not, though. It's not. Um, um, give me another film director. Um, oh, God! Oh, man, alive. I... Uh, you know, I got. You know, I had to go to hospital the other day. No, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, and I would. Um, oh no! Do you know? Well, <laughs> you know, I got. You know, I'm divorced. I got married the other day. Did you? By accident. By quick. accident. But I didn't marry the whole person. No, I just Hitchcock. Oh dear. I just Hitchcock. I don't. I don't. Just married his cock. Just married a strange man's cock. I don't think that's a hitch cock. I don't think that's legally binding. I hope not. <laughs> Why didn't I? It was horrible. <laughs> when a hitch cock. Give yeah. me a film director. No, I don't film. think we should. 
Um, feels like we're weaponising someone who's not um, qualified to carry give arms. Film, give me a film director. Um, Spielberg? Of... Oh, God. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So, um... Uh, I mean, all of these say the names, but none of them are funny. I'm just going to point that out now. Um, Spielberg, yeah. Mm, mm. So, my great-great-grandfather was a German speaker on the Titanic. And he was he was trying to... His English wasn't great. And he was actually the first person to see the disaster, the imminent disaster. Mm. And he's trying. He was. He he couldn't speak English. He couldn't talk and say what he he, he was trying to Spielberg. He's trying right, to Spielberg. I think, that, I think that really will do. He's trying to Spielberg. Nope. Okay. Saying it again. Stefan Spielberg. <laughs> oh, that, that really... um, give me an actor. Nope. No. Uh, no more. Um. So I was on the set of EastEnders, and um, I, was, I, was, I was in a very bad mood. I was trying to fight. I wanted to fight. And I went up to Peter Dean, Pete, Pete Beale. I said, would you like a fight? It's he said, no, 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 no. But Adam would, yeah. Yet? Adam would, yet. Oh. Let's take a break. We'll come back no, with some more. No, really, we'll let's do, not. We'll take a break. We'll come back let's with some more. And then if there's it. time, we'll go back to Catherine's story about a man with his penis. <laughs> Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I was at I was at church on Sundays afternoon, and there was a woman being really rude there. Did I tell you this? No. There was a woman being really rude in church. And so inappropriate. Told, yeah, it was. It was really inappropriate. And so I said to the vicar, "Hey, Christian Slater." Yes, that was a good one. Sam's laughing. Sam's back. He's embarrassed for you. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. 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 Everyone uses that phrase to slate someone. Slater. Not in church. Well, Christian. It's out of order. Um, no, no more. Come on. Uh, Stop it. Stop rubbing the beard. Stop thinking of it. Um, no more. Nope. Okay, no, I, I think that's all. I think that's it. Uh, well, tell us. So, there's a Russian man. He was naked on a plane because he thought they helped him fly better. He got arrested. Did we done that? Yeah. Okay, great, fine. Pretty much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to Pablo. Good evening, Pablo. How do? Afternoon. Yes. Um. Oh yeah, just a bit of a, a kind of moral quandary. Okay. Yeah. Now, before we answer this, do you really want us to answer? <laughs> Yes, actually, it, it is something that uh, I would appreciate both perspectives. Then proceed. Um, Except yeah. he said perspectives. Okay, well that's fine. Well, I'm not going to give a. It's I'm not a grammatical g- question. It's a moral question. Okay, he mean, but he means. What did you say? I said I, I would like both of your perspectives. He's saying perspectives. perspectives. He wants perspectives. a perspective. I haven't got time to write a perspectives. I tell you what we'll do. I tell you what we'll do. Perhaps we'll give you our perspective. Is that okay? That that'll it just do. makes it easier. Your opinion. Your opinion. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, yeah, no, uh, well, I've um, been a care worker for many years and it, it, this particular situation has never presented itself. Obviously, I'm not mentioning any names or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I, often as part of my work, I'll go to leisure centres and places like that and we'll go swimming or use a gym or, or uh, a health suite, so to speak. 
and generally in all my years of doing the job the people I've worked with have got changed in like a separate changing room yeah and I'll be in the next changing room like closed doors all that sort of stuff yeah, of course yeah um and recently I've worked started working with two new gentlemen um who have both uh, present themselves as enjoying getting changed in a communal sense Oi. Now, what do you mean, um, enjoyed? Well, not enjoyed, no. Oh. no there's nothing unsavoury happening. Okay. It's all above board. Yep. Uh, but I, myself, I'm probably more of a shy changer yep. uh, myself, but obviously I have a moral and professional obligation to keep a keep an eye on my charge, so to speak. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't want to see them naked, uh, and I don't want them to see me naked. Yep. So it's, it's a... It's a Opinions. Well, can well, uh, you know, and, and, well, can you not can you not refuse to go? Can you not express this concern and say, look, I don't want to, I don't want to see them naked. Okay, that might be one of the downsides of the job. But actually, I'm I'm quite protective of my own body. I have body issues, and I don't want them to be no. to see me naked. That's not a problem. If you're it? uncomfortable with the situation, yeah. you shouldn't have to. Same as you wouldn't expect them to go with the situation that made them uncomfortable. Well, but the, 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 that's part of the thing you see, because part of the the job is not only to uh, kind of promote social norms, but also to kind of accept like personal eccentricities and things like that. Yeah, so, but not. But it means showing them your todger. Oh yeah, but if everybody else is doing it as well, then that's the thing. Well, it, but it, that's it, their it, thing. You you don't have to unless it says specifically in your contract you have to strip off naked in front of people. You don't have to. No. If it makes you uncomfortable, then you don't have to do it. That's a boundary that is um, is perfectly reasonable and acceptable to set. You could say, look. I, I, I don't mind working with these gentlemen any other way. I just refuse to get naked in front of them. Or can I can I take other people who are happy to change independently? Do they need you to be in there to get change? Do you have to help them change? Well, not necessarily for this, because that's the other aspect. Because obviously then it's a communal area where other people are naked. So I've then got to be watching in a protective sense for them from other people. So um, oh, yeah. what I did in the first instance, luckily the, there was a changing room very close to the area, so yeah. I was able to, uh, to nip away and get changed myself. Today I was able to position myself in a way that nobody could see me getting changed. Can you not do uh, the old towel around the waist trick? Well, I can't, but, but I, I realise ultimately it's down to my own uh, pretensions. I, I should really just uh, get on with it. No, pretensions. No, you don't have to. You don't have no, to. No, it's your personal boundaries and they should be respected. Yeah. Same as you respect theirs. Yeah, no, I have to say, because that would be the thing, it's like, especially with the, the, the other chap, it was like pretty much the first time I'd met him, and uh, it was kind of like, oh, nice to meet you, now let's see each other's penises, it was a bit... Well, I think, I think you're over, I think you're over-egging the, 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 the changing procedure. Is, well, should, not... I, should I not have said that to him? Well, he's <laughs> an idiot. Um, but, well, well, well those, are our, those are our opinions. You don't have to do it if you don't no, want I to. So what are you going to do about it, big man? Or little man, I'm I don't gonna, know, I wasn't I'm, there. Doesn't really I'm gonna, matter. I'm going to pass on my boss's phone number and you can, you can give her a call. Thank you very much indeed, would be my pleasure, as long as I get to be naked in front of her when I do it. I think that's how it works, isn't it? Oh, well, three. if everyone else is. If everybody else is doing it, what's that album? If everybody everyone else, else is, is doing it, so why so can't what, we? Can't we? Why can't we? Who is that? Don't Google it. It's not the Cardigans. It's not um, the Silly Welsh band, the Silly Welsh Socialists. No, it isn't. If everybody else is doing it, it's not M people, that's elegant slumming. Uh, or elegant bumming, as we used to call it rather childishly. Um, if everybody else is doing it, why can't we? Mm. Is it the, It's not the Cardigans. No. That was first band on the moon. 
everybody else is doing it, why can't we? It's a silly title. It's not Maloko. No. I think I might have owned it. I certainly remember oh, it. They're owning us now, whoever they are. Mm. If everybody else... Do you know it, Sam? No. If everybody else is doing it, why can't we? we? Don't I? I'm not looking at Twitter because I, 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 I do think that we're too reliant on computers and Google and, and stuff to, to stuff. I think he is a female singer. We know the answer to this. We know the answer to this. So what the hell is it? If everybody else is doing it, why can't it's we? Not, it's not Kylie. It's not Madonna. It's not Elastica. No. It's not Pulp. No. If everybody else is doing it, why can't we? It's 90s, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is... Ju- Sorry, show grinds to a halt for the next 10 minutes. We might have to have a look in a sec. If everybody... Someone's tweeting me. Is, is it... No, it's not it. If everybody else is doing it... Google it. Google it. Go on. Google it. Google it. Here we go. Everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? Studio debut... By the Irish rock band, the Cranberries. The Cranberries. I did have it. I stole it I, off my uh, boyfriend. I bought it. It was crap. I taped Linger and another song off it, and then I took it back to H and V, as you could do in those days, and say, "I've got two of these. Can I get my money back, please?" Got your money back. I taped the two songs I wanted. It was. I remember it being expensive. It was like fifteen pound forty nine, which was a lot of money mm-hmm. for CDs back then. Only the Beatles dared charge that much. Boyfriend gave it to me, and then when we broke up, oh. said that he hadn't given it to me. It was only Lenzies, and oh. I said. Saws, mine. Yeah, well, you don't I, can even see, like them. I can see why I broke up with you. Very, but you're very um, materially minded. No, he was shagging his housemate. So my CD. What the flipping? Dirty pervert. Very much so. Horny dick. Horny dick. Horny dick. All right. Dick. Horny dick. Horny dick. Horny dick. Kath was a dick. Horny. Dick. Horny. Dick. Wow! The Catherine Boyle story. Horny. Dick. Dick. Horny. Dick. Stop it! Horny. Dick. Horny. Dick. Dick. Oh, three, four, four. Nine. No, I totally disagree with sex with a robot. 1,000 is the telephone number if you want to um, give us a call and be very welcome to it. Ah. <sighs> Let's just have a moment's peace. So much noise. So much hassle. Stress in the world. Can we just have... Can we just chill out for a minute, guys? Let's just relax. Let's just, t- let's just find our, our zen, our, our centre. Let's find the peace. Let's just relax. I haven't got anything, I haven't got anything to say. It's what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm, this is filler. Yeah, I know. Me saying... Me, me doing this spiel about the... Thing is just doing a guided med. Sorry, doing a little guided meditation. Have you? You haven't. We haven't got any more. No, you could do one. No, they, they, these guys don't deserve my guided meditations. They're, they're, my, my guided meditations are um, they're too good. They're too good for these guys. No, I just lost the vibe for a second, and that's fine. The vibe will come back. The vibe will come back. You just gotta. Can't, here's the thing, guys. I spent an hour looking at bookcases on first of all eBay, mm-hmm. then uh, Gumtree. Here's the thing, right, idiots. If you're listing a bookcase for sale, um, 
Maybe put the measurements of the bookcase. There's one. There's, there's one that said. Would they put a fifty p next to it? There's. <laughs> there's one bookcase that said, which I quite like the look of. It's about six foot tall. So I replied saying, could, could you give me the precise measurements? Didn't have width, didn't have depth, and it turned out it wasn't about six feet tall. It was less than six feet tall. I wanted one that was, I can't remember the height. It's be, it's be, well, what, why would you list people, I just, people, why would you list something that is obviously size specific without measuring it, you dunces? I hate people. I absolutely hate them. Cats. Cats is where it's at. Loving the cats. Cooked some chicken for the cats because it, 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 the date it, the date turned yesterday. So I thought we'll have that. We'll have it today. So I made potato salad for me. Yeah. And chicken for the cats. I had some of the chicken. All oh, right. Okay. I had half the chicken, and the, the, the three girls had to share the other half of the chicken, and they loved it. So they had like nice cooked chicken, and then they just came and lay in the sun on the rug in the drawing room. Stretching out the most. When content- did that become the drawing room, by the way? Sorry, I've heard you say it a couple of times. Uh, well, I, it's the room I withdraw to. That's why it's called a drawing room. You don't draw in there, although I do. But it's why it's called the drawing room. You withdraw to it, and that's where I withdraw to. Okay. You didn't know that, and now you think you you didn't know it's, that's what it's called. No, I didn't know you withdrew to there. Well, of course, I withdraw you in. You withdraw there. to your. Um, I withdraw bedroom in there. and the toilet a lot. Well, no, I with I withdraw in there. That's that means. Oh, no, that's not what that Oh, is that means. not withdrawing? What do you, you do that in there? Sometimes. There's a computer. Oh, my God. There's a computer. There's a webcam. How the hell not? How the hell not? That's what I choose to do in my drawing room. If I choose to... I don't recover your webcam. Um, no, I live dangerously. Uh, I like a danger... Uh, <laughs> danger wink. Think. Danger wink. Danger wink. And blindfold. I don't want to hear the music you use. That's the Danger Mouse thing. That's the. That's the. I know what that is. I once dressed up as Danger Mouse for a party. Wow. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I was about seven and uh, it was TV themed, and my mum made me Danger Mouse outfit, and I looked absolutely brilliant. That was a really boring cartoon. Really dull. Wasn't as bad as Rupert. Uh, God, I nearly saw then. No, Rupert. Rupert owned by Paul McCartney, of course. Why, though? Here's here's the things Paul McCartney owns. And this is what gets me pissy about Paul McCartney, right? He's got no right to complain about Michael Jackson buying his songs because it was him that told him to buy up copyrights. You know that. You know it was him that told him. He said, right. Jackson said, how do you make all your money, Paul? And he said, well, you know. Um, I buy up copyrights, and so Paul McCartney owns all the Buddy Holly stuff, and it's like that. And so Jackson, all all Jackson was doing, um, was following Paul McCartney's advice, buying up the copyrights. What was it? So, um, he got hoisted with his own petard. He totally, totally did. TM. And it, it, it serves him right. Serves him right. I'm obsessed with Shark Tank at the moment. I know. On Netflix, it's a it's a lousy show. Well, it's like Dragons Den, but, but with real money, and also with that American confidence. Um, and they come in. Oh, he was shagging his housemate. That's not what you said. I did he was shagging his housemate? That you, you That's not what she said. She said that she was shagging no, his I housemate. Didn't. I went. Why did you spell with him? Shagging his housemate. He was shagging his housemate. No, no, that's not what he you was, said. I said he no, was no, shagging no, his no, housemate. No, no. That by the time the truth comes out, the lie has gone twice around the world. Unbelievable what happened he did marry her so fair enough it was obviously he, they were, he was making love with his housemate um 
So he was gay. Behind my back. Wow, so you were in the room. No. It just gets more I and more sordid. Do you know where I was? Spain. Uh, um, so you were Skype sexing? No, they didn't have Skype then. Is he the one you did it with outside? No. I don't think so. I can't remember. It was a very long time ago. Yeah, man. We're girl power, yeah. Girl what are you power. doing? What's that noise? It's my finger. I'm slapping my finger. Okay, it doesn't sound girl like that. Girl power, man. I love girl power. Girl power's horny. Jerry and Scary but sat in a tree. They would be the ones F-I-S-T. I would... Oh, now, come on. Sorry? I'm They're... sure it was very tender. They were having a, they, they were. They were having a romantic interlude. And that, that works. Girl power. It's girl power. What can I tell you? It's girl power. Um, okay. Let's try not to get any off-coms for this show. There's enough... Uh, uh, George. So, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Give us a call because we're going to be playing the Frank Sidebottom audio in the next hour. So your your time to call us is set un limite. It's French for it is one limited. So now's a great time to call us. This is the late night alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
about LSD. Mm. Who's it by? The, the um, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Chicago. Shut up. It's early Chicago. Yeah, I know, isn't it? From that to that. What happened? What um, happened to the they, cojones? They stopped taking LSD. Ah. And they, they started drinking um, wine. <laughs> I did have a Chicago Greatest Hits CD somewhere. Uh, I don't like... It's Peace of Satira, isn't it? Mm. And all of that. I don't like all that. that but that... I wonder if... That's like one of their early singles. It's about LSD. 25. LSD 25 is the thing. 25 or 64. And I wonder if like the first couple of albums are all... Like that, but it's, I don't want to take the risk. I just I haven't got I haven't got time to take the risk these days on albums. It starts off like that and it ends up with "Hold Me Now." It's hard for me to say. I'm sorry. Uh, Ain't that the truth? No, no. Hey, I wonder where Glenn Medeiros is right now. This very second, probably probably surfing in Hawaii, probably teaching his babies to surf like he's got like little three year olds. Greek. Okay, okay. Well, maybe he's in Greece then. Let's go to um, let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello. Do you, know, do you know where Glenn Medeiros is right now? No, I'm thinking. Um, you did that rap thing about that song I'm talking about. I think I might know where it is. The what? Sorry. You did um, <laughs> like a rap thing. Um, it's called Rescue Me. Rescue me. What yeah, rap thing? It, it, yeah, and they did um, a remix in the nineties or the early noughties. Yeah. That's a, that's the one you're on about. Uh, do you know what? I, I excuse me, Paul, because my, uh, it's been a long old day and there's been a lot of anger, a lot of red mist today. But I'm going to uh, honest, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. What? What? Do, 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 we did a rap. Did something like um, you did something like that. Dooby dooby dooby, they were shaking the arms. Dooby dooby doo. Yeah. About um, do we do that tonight? A quarter of an hour ago. No. Who do you think you phoned? You. Who am I? Uh, Ian. Okay, you, so you're not trying to phone Talk Sport? No. Listen, put it on. Rescue me for the um, late nineties, the remix, and you'll see what I'm on about then. I. But, uh, hang on. Right. Okay. We so, were talking about everyone else is doing it, so why can't we? So rescue me. Um, yeah. 29, what, remix? Yes, because you said you were on about this, you did this little rap. Is it this? Hang on, is it this? Is this the song? No, Because this is Rescue Me, okay. <laughs> I don't remember you rapping. It, it, it was a 60s song that got revamped in yeah, the Yeah, Fontella Bass, Fon- Fontella Bass. Yeah, but he did a rap to it, that's right, to that song. Hang on a minute. Are you yeah. listening to today? Hang on. So you mean you mean <laughs> right? So one and one. Uh, not that you're an advert. Hang on. Rescue a minute. me! I want you in my arms. Yeah. Hang on. This. That one. This. Who was doing a rap to it? It was a remix that got to the top ten, I think, in the noughties or the nineties or the noughties. Um. And that's and that's the bit you okay. about with a rap. You did a rap. Did you do a rap? No. Okay, you mean this version, right? By David Van Bylen. Yes, it is it was remix. Right, this. And there's a rap in it, is there? Yeah. I've no idea what this guy's talking about. This is a great remix, I mean it's, it really has improved on the original. Let's get to this rap. 
Must be Snowbrick. Is Snowbrick rapping these days? Are you, t- are, you, are you trying to phone LBC? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. You're trying to phone LBC? I can't remember the name of it, but I'm definitely a thousand percent right, because I know it. Is this, sure bl- is this blind, Paul? I'm very blind. I don't know, are you? No. How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> well, find it. You'll find it. It'll be all right, then. What? We don't but I've got no idea. We're not looking for anything. Well, it's three, by the way. I don't know. I, I go like... But I don't know what you're... T- I don't know what... Are you trying to phone BBC London? No. If you go back... If you wind yourself back 20 minutes, you'll see it then. See it's difficult to wind ourselves back because we're live. I well... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let's go to the voice of reason because, because Kath, as you know, I'm a dreamer and you're you're quite flighty. Sam, flighty? Yes. <laughs> Sam is the voice of reason. Sam, you must know what this guy's talking about. I haven't f- the foggiest. Well, what will... are you going to say then? <laughs> He's off for a week. Against that. Okay, oh, Paul. I'm, well... sh- I'm honest. I'm not, I don't lie. Well, are you? Can you? Are you blind? Well, no. I can see. How many fingers am I holding up? I don't know because you're on the radio. You can't see. Can um... you see how many fingers I'm holding up? <laughs> well, you'd be up your nose. I don't know. Okay. Well, thanks for your call, Paul. Oh, we'll find it out. You, I, I know don't know what you're talking about, dude. I've got no idea. We weren't doing a rap about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, take bless. We love you talking to you. Th- thank you very much indeed. OK. Hey, Glemadiros was never Greek. It's Portuguese descent. Yeah, Hawaiian. And he's in Hawaii. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Thank you. I know these things. I've I had talk- him in Greece for all these years. He's not Greek. Name one famous Greek singer apart from Nana Mascori. Who? Demis Roussos? No, no, no. Have you... Young Nana Mascori. Mm. Oh, my word. What a... What a voice. What a beautiful, beautiful woman. I, I love young Nana I Mascuri. once got paid £100 for doing a thing for a newspaper that never got used because... Great, they're the best gigs. They were doing a, a glasses makeover. Yeah. And they said to me at the beginning of it, what do you not want to look like? And I said, Nana Muscuri. And I looked exactly like <laughs> Nana Muscuri. By the time they finished, they gave me these great big glasses, which are cool now, but weren't then. Yeah, and I looked the spitting image of Nana Muscuri. Gosh, the picture of uh, Glenn Medeiros now. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Let's try um, Raheem. Good evening, Raheem. Oh, hello, Ian. How you doing? All right? Yeah, I'm really confused. We've only got like, two minutes, I'm afraid, because we have to go to break. But I'm very, very oh. confused by that last call. So, I'm t- sorry, Raheem, because we've got, we've got a bit of business to do. So, so let's just jump to the chase. What can we do for you this evening? Yeah, basically, I was just here um, seeing what you were saying, like, earlier in the show and earlier on Twitter. About rapping. Isn't it sad how cinemas, they cost more than a month's Sky Movie subscription? Um, I suppose. Well, listen. Here's the thing, right? This is central, and I'm, I'm, w- people are sending me their cheaper cinemas, and and cinemas outside hmm. of London are significantly cheaper. Although, oh, you know, are. if I take Definitely, my kids yeah. to see a new film in in Maidenhead or Slough, it's still an expensive old day out. It's still a very very expensive oh, day out. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I usually go in the daytime, and it's saying like a fiver. I tell you what. I tell you what's also like um, a disgrace. I think the prices of the food as well. Don't you think? 
yeah, well, you're not yes, su- you're not supposed to, but you, you know, yeah. I, 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 you, I, we go to the W H Smiths over the road and we yeah, buy a ba- okay. load of sweets and we put them in. But if you want popcorn, if you want a hot dog, like sneak in. Get got, time from like waitress and then sneak in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, well, I, well, I tried to, to to take my own popcorn into the cinema once, but they caught me setting up the little gas stove and getting the saucepan out. Yes, that's a oh, joke. Wonderful. Yes, yes that's, that's, a, do it. that's a good joke, right? That's how you do and it. I was yeah. cooking the popcorn yeah. from the kernels that's and the noise. Of it could put everybody, they said they had to throw me out because it was too noisy. Pop, 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 pop. Yes, sir. <laughs> you throw it everywhere, don't you? At the end of the film, they got so oh. everywhere. And it was like, going, What are you doing? You can't have a gas stove in here. I said, Man, come on, I'm just setting up the canister. And obviously, yes, the canister was set up because otherwise, it wouldn't have gone pop, pop, pop. It was cooking already, man. <laughs> wicked, wicked, brother. Thank you, Raheem. There we go. We squeezed it in. Good call. Good call. What was that guy talking about? I have no idea. Now I'm getting people telling me what song he was uh, talking about. <laughs> I don't care. We weren't talking about it. We weren't looking for anything. But that, has that guy... Hey, maybe maybe that guy has time-travelled. Yeah. Could be one of those time-travellers. Do you know what I think? Yeah. He's listening to a podcast or something. But one we haven't done yet. <laughs> this is the Late Night Alternative um, with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio coming up soon. Frank Sidebottom. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. Charlie um, has just tweeted, Hi Ian, any idea what that rap was you did about 20 minutes ago? <laughs> Stop it! I mean, it could be Mandela Effect. Could It could be... I think it's just Paul. Let's quickly, Nigel. Nigel, we've only got a minute because we have to go. What have you got? Oh, no, a phone that doesn't work. We can't hear you, Nigel. I've just got you last half an hour i found you okay well we have to we, we're, we're about i've got to go because we're going to play a thing i did a couple of yeah. weeks ago can you say hello to me quickly on there so i can hear it hello nigel on the right on the on the actual right on we're the on the, we're on the actual radio hello nigel hello nigel listen to himself now we you're on the radio now but there's a beer delay oh i, I must be listening to the podcast to a, a uh, cock clock? I can hear it. I thought it was live. I've got you live on there. Yeah, there's a delay. You'll hear it in about a minute. Oh, OK. Sorry. Thanks, you call. Happy birthday. <laughs> what a strange world we live in, isn't it? Um, OK, so March 29th this Friday, being frank, the Chris CV story comes out in cinemas and I think it's also available to download and stream and all at the same time. I'd really recommend going and see it, seeing it at the cinema if you get the chance because it's, it's, it's wonderful. Those This is partly why we do the, the Rabbit Hole Picture Show. Those Oh, and we're thinking of My Cousin Vinny for the next Rabbit Hole Picture Show. But those t- t- films, we're so used to seeing stuff at home now on Netflix and all of that, but sharing those moments, I think, particularly with a film like this, it's actually very, very joyous. Don't need to be a fan of Frank or Chris. Um, in fact, you know what? In some ways, it might even work better if you're not, actually. It's a really, really beautiful film. Um, I, I've got a slight vested interest in it. I'm, my record label is putting the limited edition picture disc vinyl out and the CD soundtrack, and it's it was absolutely stunning. I'm really proud because I was sort of... I was always been a... Um, a big fan of Frank Sidebottom and I sort of became friends with Chris for the last four or five years of his life. What a thrill. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a real joy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray is cram-packed with uh, shed loads of extras and stuff like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. 
Um, big exhibition going on in Manchester. Lots of the, the 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 thing about Manchester is that they're celebrating some of their sort of more eccentric social historic socially historical figures, and Chris Seavey is one of them. That's why they've got this exhibition. I'm going to do what I always do. I recorded this like three weeks ago. And I'm probably going to say... That bit wasn't in it, you're fine. Was it not? No. All right, fine. Anyway, listen, we're going to play this now um, and finish the show with me going to Manchester to meet Steve Sullivan, the film director, Dave Arnold, uh, Chris's roadie, and, and have a look around the exhibition. Tomorrow night, this is going to go out as a podcast, and it's going to be about 20 minutes longer. So it's well worth listening to this, then also um, getting the podcast. And you can get the podcast on Acast or iTunes. or. And I boosted the levels, because apparently it's coming out quiet for Ooh, some people. all right. We do spoil you. And they got volume controls. <laughs> what's, the, what's their problem? Um, so sit back and enjoy this. This is a lot of fun. I went to Manchester. Literally, I was in Manchester for two and a half hours. Oh, you do say that. So I went all the way to Manchester. Oh. Do I say that? Yeah. I've not heard it for weeks. On the train. I'll shut up. This is... Well, the, you, this is it. is very exciting. I've come to Manchester on a cold, wet Sunday. I'm in Manchester for about two hours. Um, I'm going to the library to see an exhibition of Frank Sidebottom. Chris CV stuff. I'm meeting up with uh, Steve Sullivan, the director of the Being Frank film. And Dave Arnold, who's one of Chris's, Frank's good friends. Now, where might they be? Where might they be? There we go, look. It's Dave, hello, mate. I've started already. I know, you try, I thought you'd be I'm like incognito. You know, I'm a professional. <laughs> There we go, look at this. Yeah. Hello Steve, nice how you doing? You're right. We're, we're recording. Are we? We're in. Thanks for coming to Manchester. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me, this is very shall exciting. We, shall we get a, a taxi, motor vehicle, to the venue? I, I don't know, I like don't know where it is. I don't know Manchester very well. Uh, let's get a taxi. Right, let's do it. Are you recording this in real time? Well, yeah. We are now in the library. Lead the way, guys. This is... You're about to enter. 
Bobbins, the fantastic archive of Frank Sidebottom and Chris CV from the 1st of March. That's a Friday until the 30th of April. That's one of them Tuesdays. Absolutely free, boss. Thank you. Look at that. And there's a huge... Look at that picture. Stunning picture of... Well, it's, it's not technically a BMX, is it? It's a... Uh, no, it is. It's a BMX. Is it actually a BMX? It's okay. It's kind of a, a cut price um, catalogue BMX. This is what I was thinking. It's yeah. a cut price. Says Frank, popping a wheelie. Oh, bless him. Let's have a look. Oh, look at this, man. Look at this. This is quite. Uh, this is quite emotional, isn't it? Yeah. This is quite emotional. As you can see, it's, a, it's all ended up in a beautiful space that looks like the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> it really does. Um, all right, look, the first thing's first. Frank's World model. Oh, his fingers have snapped off, look. Yeah. Maybe that's not first things first. <laughs> Should we go to first things first? Let's go to first things first. Okay. Go on, Dave. Oh, there's not a side. That's not no. first things first. That's no. not. No, okay. So this is first things first. Bobbins. Welcome to Bobbins, a celebration of the man with the papier-mâché head. I always thought it was a real head. That's disappointing. Frank Sidebottom and the life and art of his secretive creator, Chris Seavey. All done in fantastic, beautiful Frank font. What's where? Wherever you see the Bobbin signs, there's fantastic stuff to see. Wherever you see the not Bobbin signs, there's nothing to see. Wherever you see an eye, keep your eyes open for hidden stuff. You can watch rare videos of Frank and Chris in the iPod. You can listen to rare radio of Frank in the earpod. You can even have Frank's eye bottom on your coffee in the cafe. Fantastic. Let's have a look. Look at this. Okay. Oh, this is beautiful. Go on, talk so, us through this. So the exhibition, the exhibition starts here oh. with um, a display of Chris Seavey as a child. And as you can see, his creativity was pouring out of him from day one. The, what's this? The Private Life of Jerome Custard. These are little miniature books <laughs> that he used to make for his own amusement. We've got, we've got The Private Life of Jerome Custard. We've got Making Your Own Wet Jelly by Colin Cathedral. <sighs> How to Be a Party Sensation by Harry Hedgehog. How old is he when he's... I mean, look at his beautiful little boy. How old is he when he was doing all this? Ten years old, I would imagine. Yeah. Early teenage eight, eight to 11 years old, this I is, would have thought. Eight, nine, ten-year-old kids, they write stories and they, you know, sometimes they'll make a little comic and stuff. But this is... These are proper little fully books. Formed, fully formed. Yeah. 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 And we've, we've even got one open so you can see they're not just covers. He actually wrote these little books. This is treasure. Where did you get all of this stuff from? Well, I, I kind of became like the temporary custodian of all Chris's stuff after I wrote to Martin, Chris's brother, yeah. about two years after Chris's death and said, look, has anyone ever thought about making a documentary about Chris? Not Frank specifically, but who was the guy inside the head? Oh, sorry, I've just seen this rather disturbing image of Chris with his painted nipples. Sorry, that's... Well, that's... In the mullet. This, that <laughs> image right there, that's, that's, that's who was inside the head. Um, yeah, the kind of the image that we're looking at is of a, of a, a, a teenage youth who was painted painted himself red and black with house paint. <laughs> Go on, sorry, you were talking about Martin Seavey's brother. Just at, just at Martin, he went straight back and said, look, 
It's a great idea. I've, I've got a hundred boxes of Chris's archive. It's all been emptied from his house. I've got nowhere to put it. If you can come and haul it away and try and make anything creative out of it, you'd be welcome to try. We should say, I and mean, I'll have said this before, but so you're Steve Sullivan. You're the director of Being Frank, the Chris CV story. Is that the full correct title? That's as long as we could possibly make it and still fit it on a poster. Why did you, why did you want to do it? Because I, because I was always a fan as a kid of Frank Sidebottom and I was always baffled by Frank Sidebottom and intrigued by Frank Sidebottom and I just wanted to know who was the guy inside the head and why was he doing it. And, and after, he, after Chris sadly died, it still wasn't any more possible to really have an answer to that question. And bear in mind, I'd worked with him as well. I'd made the Magical Template tour documentary with him and, and the five minutes that I spent with Chris that day were just totally baffling. And they just left me with more, even more questions than, than from meeting him. Yeah. Um, so, so I still needed, I still felt the world needed to know as well who was he and why was he doing it. And he needed the credit finally as the creative yeah. genius behind Frank, not Frank always having just the credit. You know? we should, Dave, introduce yourself as well. Dave Arnold, how do you know Chris? Uh, I know Chris from being just like a wide-eyed fanboy, uh, discovering Frank in very early days, 87 maybe, seeing him in the enemy, um, and living locally, so being able to you know, see him on the TV, yeah. um, go to concerts regularly. Which, and once you're hooked, you're hooked. You know, he would do a, a series of gigs, like Monday to Thursday, Timperley lectures, and I'd go every, <laughs> every night religiously. Um, it's hard to join the darts, but eventually I ended up uh, becoming friends with him and um, taking on some responsibilities for getting him to. You were his roadie. That's yeah. Driver. That, that must have been um, dog's body. I mean, that must have been hard work. I mean, fun, but was was he manageable? Um, f- for the most part, yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, could be um, really frustrating to be around. Yeah. In fact, could be dangerous to be around in, in some... In what way? It's just a, just a reckless... Just a reckless guy with no... Um, not worried about any consequences of anything. He would just go and do whatever without even really... But none of it done with malice. No. That's the thing, that's the thing I got from, from Frank. And then, when I, I mean, I, know, I knew Chris a little bit, not as well as you guys, but from Frank, it's just it's, it's, it's the joy. There's no... There's nothing, the, only, the only meanness and vitriol is directed at a cardboard puppet, little yeah. Frank. That's it. What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, yeah. I mean, there's something Freudian going on, isn't it? There is. There's, there's, you need two Freuds to work that out, I think. <laughs> Let's have a look what we've got here. The Freshies, of course, were the, the, the greatest pop band that never really were. Uh, we've got some singles. Now, again, this is, you know, the, the, Chris was ahead of the curve in terms of the whole indie thing of making his own records, making his own cassettes, making his own videos before anyone was really doing that, wasn't he? Yeah, he just um, was a total one-man DIY cottage industry. And he comes out of that punk scene, which was all about DIY culture, making something yourself and putting it out to just your fans and, and making your own statement that, that doesn't fit with the mainstream. But 
he even stands in opposition to all of that because he just he just lived his life like that as a philosophy. There's no sellout with Chris Seavey and Frank Sidebottom, um, partly because not many people were trying to buy it. I think at the time as well. But um, you know, I know his brother says in the in the film that um, his cassettes weren't a limited edition; they were a limited addition. Right. If somebody ever wanted one, he he'd, he'd just knock off a cassette yeah. and post it to them. But he would post it to you. You got the handwritten letter. You know, um, he just the level of detail and care and personalization and direct communication he had with his fans it goes beyond what any pop star would ever consider anyone would consider it beneath them and to Chris it was the point you know he was to have that communication I I was saying he gave me a refund for a a single that he'd run out of stock and he wrote me a cheque but he wrote it as Frank knowing that I was never going to cash a cheque that's written inside by Frank Sidebottom. Of course, it's got stuck up against my wall. Uh, the Freshies, of course, um, you know, the brilliant pop, but never quite made it. They came close to it, and with that. Well, yeah, I mean, what we're looking at now is um, a copy of the Freshy single, I'm in love with the girl on the Manchester Virgin Megastore checkout desk, yep. that catchy title. Um, that was their biggest hit. It's and a it, great cover. I've never seen the cover before. She doesn't look that bothered by Chris, does she? Um, we actually did end up um, uh, meeting Helen, who was the, uh, the girl on the, on the Megastore checkout wow. desk. Um, she had very fond memories of him and said he was absolutely lovely, although she did remember from that photograph his hands were sweating quite, <laughs> quite a lot. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest hit, and it went to number 54 in the charts. You know, so that's, in terms of mainstream success, that's the pinnacle for Chris Seavey. And the, the saddest thing is we've, we've used the... Um, that is actually the French version of the Megastore single which is ultra rare um, and if you see the single inside, they have misspelt Chris Seavey's name. Oh, no. Yeah, so even in, even in his, like, his biggest pinnacle moment... French spelling? Seavey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, let's have a look around. We're looking at the multi- one of the multimedia displays and it's, it's brilliant. It's, there's rare pictures of the freshies. What I'm really drawn to is these homemade flyers and posters of, uh, well, for the freshies. I mean, look, handwritten dates and stuff. You say there were boxes from Martin CV. Where is all this stuff now? Well, the byproduct of making the film was that we came here and met, and met with Larissa yeah. like the other year and said, look, my biggest concern is I've been living with all of Chris Seavey's archive for about six years now. I don't want to carry on living with all Chris Seavey's archive until I die. Mm. It has to be preserved properly and it has to be looked at by proper archivists. And Larissa said, we'll take it. The city of Manchester will take it. And so all of it is now being permanently preserved in Manchester Central Library through Archives Plus, which Larissa... Larissa, was there any point... I mean, was there any question of you taking it? Because there will be some people... It's funny, it's that thing, isn't it? After someone dies, everyone goes, oh, God, weren't they brilliant? But not everyone got Frank, not everyone got Chris. There'll be some people who might think, well, this is junk. Do you know what I mean? Was there any part of you that thought, this is a big undertaking for us? Not really. I mean, if, if with my non-professional head on, there's no way on earth, you know, with growing up and being a teenager in Greater Manchester and having Frank in the background, there is no way on earth if somebody's going to offer us the Frank side bottom archive that we're yeah. going to say no. And professionally speaking, I think it's about it's about what we do here and what we collect and how we document the history of, of, of the city of Manchester and Greater Manchester as well. And it's about making sure that for the 20th century we collected everything that was important to everybody. So if you think about Victorian popular culture and how little of that has survived and how hard that is to unpick... We can't really make the mistake with that with 20th century Mm. culture. So somebody like Frank, 
and and just Chris, and when you see Chris and you see how creative he was, it, it would be a missed opportunity mm. not to document that, yeah. really. And, you know, we've taken, we've taken Chris's archive into the Greater Manchester County Record Office, so that's... The, the, the arm of Archives Plus that collects for the whole of... Whose job is it to go through... Every, I'm assuming you've got to go through every single <laughs> yeah, thing, have yes. you, and catalogue yeah. Is that you? Well, yeah, we'll have to think about how we're going to catalogue it because it's a huge yeah. job. But, you know, the, the Chris C.V. Archive sits in the Great Manchester County wow. Record Office now alongside Tony Warren, alongside um, Shirley Baker, the photographer, yeah. alongside um, Martin Parr. So it's all about those people that were capturing working class and honest yeah. Greater Mancunian culture, really. And for me, that's just... It's totally awesome. That's This is a career high. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> yeah. good. Dave, what, what, what do you reckon Chris would make of... I don't know, it's, a, it's almost an impossible question. He'd laugh, wouldn't he? He'd be out the front smoking a fag. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would. Yeah, he really would. No, he would be... He'd be knocked out, I reckon. Yeah. It's like, you know... <clears throat> He maybe gave the gave the impression that he didn't really care about this stuff, but obviously he did. Mm. You know, he, he cared enough that uh, he kept it all in the first place. Perhaps didn't keep it in as good a shape as he could have done. Um, but he's left it all for us to um, to do these sort of things with. Yeah. You know, and people are gonna people are gonna learn. I mean, I think Chris as a as a person to look up to. If you look at Chris's peers and, and, and his contemporaries, they've all done quite well for themselves. But none of them have got a statue that's been built that's going to... I've seen the document. It's guaranteed for 200 years unless there's a nuclear <laughs> holocaust. You know, and... Regardless of him being Frank Sidebottom, that's almost a side issue. It's just... It's, it's about being a true artist. But this is what is interesting about the film, Steve, is that a lot of people kind of my age will only know Frank from like number 73 the kids TV show maybe oink comic if they go back that far and that's it the, the, the think of the clown with the big paper masher head but what this exhibition and we've only just started but what this exhibition and what your film shows is that Chris Seavey was an artist he was a musician he was a performance artist he was he was he was a he was an artist yeah and I don't think he even thought of himself as an artist mm -hmm. I d I, I'm not sure he thought too hard about what it was he was doing because he was too busy doing it yeah. he would just get up every day if he'd ever been to bed which he very rarely went to bed and and just kept making work and to me that is an artist that's a genuine artist um and that's the thing that i learned most from making the film and researching his life is that i only came into it knowing about the frank sidebottom aspect of it and then i suddenly found out oh yeah he was a singer songwriter oh he was an illustrator he, he was able to adapt to any medium and take it on and not just make something that's really credible but also really idiosyncratic as well um, and it's him putting out his worldview and reflecting back his own experience that's what art is for you know and, it, and yet he did it in such an individual way that's why we're celebrating him come on let's go and have a look what else have we got we're by the head now this is the, re the, the later head, isn't it? Not only ever one head. Was there? I thought there was a... Wasn't there not the first one was that a, was... So the first head was, was constructed from paper mache. Right. Um, but after, after, say, 20 consecutive gigs, the nature of what he's doing with a 
sweating, um, condensation. It started to decompose. Yes. Started to decompose. So the idea was that we'd we'd move up a gear and he would make it from um, fiberglass. But unfortunately, to make a fiberglass one, you have to sacrifice the paper mache one to take the to take the latex mold right. off. Oh, so that, that's gone. So that's, that's gone. That's been destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Just to be really geeky, because it was ruined, he actually did cover it in tin foil and turn it into Frank Sidebottom's robot robotum. And I think he used to bring it in on a tea trolley, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. It, you you were saying, Dave, it is. See, was the, the head is here. It's in a beautiful glass uh, cabinet. It is smaller than That's you, right. you kind of think. Um, people have never seen that the, the disembodied head because it was always atop a Frank's shoulders. And when people see the head on its own, um, it's much smaller than people realise. I think as well, people think it, people think it was bigger than it was yeah. because Frank was normally right in your face if you were if you were meeting him. So it probably seemed a lot larger than it was. Partly because he couldn't see through the eyes. What? What are the eyes made of? Is that like it looks like a stocking ladies or something? Tights. It is, isn't it? Ladies, ladies, stocking out. <laughs> of course, one of my favourite bits was just when he just stick the tongue out through the mouth. He just someone would would annoy him in the the audience, and he just stick the tongue out and waggle it. Oh, or, pu- or push a twiggler in through the lips. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, 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 oh! Look, this is actual treasure. I'll take this, I'll take this. Um, so we've got some, well, we've got little Frank bodies, little Denise body, um, just made of cardboard. They're all just made out of, I think he did have one particular type of uh, what someone described as a potato puff box that, uh, that he liked to use, a particular type of crisp uh, that he just knew that it would be exactly the right size for little Frank. But they're all just, as he always pointed out to you, it's just a piece of cardboard. And I'm, he, he would make loads of these, would he, Dave? Because quite often they get trashed. I'd see them and they'd get, they'd get battered. He would make one pretty much for every concert. Um, um, uh, if you never went to see Frank, his concerts were very sort of interactive. There'd be a quiz, there'd be a Sabutio tournament, there'd be some, some element where you, where you could win something and the prize would always be um, a, puppet, a little puppet body. Yeah. Um, we're looking here, this is little Denise. His head was, was stolen, was um, mysterious circumstances, never found? Yeah. It was never found. We're actually considering for the two-month period that this is on, is, is holding a puppet amnesty to see whether um, we can get that back. It'd be an emotional day for all of us. If, if it did turn up, it could have a cabinet of its own. Wow, wow. If, if you're listening, so if you've got it, yes. if you've got it, then just, you know, Get come in on. Touch, no questions asked. Yes. We've all had our fun with this, <laughs> but little Denise's head really does want to return to Manchester. What was so funny is that he just couldn't be bothered to make another little Denise's head, so he would do shows with just her body, and it was hilarious. I, I think it was largely because some, they, the person who stole it apparently did try and ransom it back, oh. and, uh, and he said but i do the voice so why do i need the head <laughs> oh look at that and the simply big shorts so we got little denise yes. this is little frank and his shelby's outfit which you'll notice has been crossed out as well so frank at some point has crossed out little frank there <laughs> and we got the um simply big shorts home kit and then on the end, that's uh, that's actually a little marky smith okay right okay um and the banjo lately we've got which was used in the earlier shows, not so much towards the end. I, I, it, was, it was normally keyboards. I moved on to keyboards, yeah. yeah. Um, however, he would use that um, in most of his TV um, yeah. intros. I think the banjo is used. That's actually a really decomposed picture of... Is it Beryl Reed? I think it was Beryl Reed. Yeah, yeah. Beryl Reed, that, that, that photograph. 
So a lot of this stuff has, has developed quite a lot. Of, I think the word is patina, you know. Um, but it's but that but that is part of Chris's um, uh, aesthetic as well. Yeah. I think you know he liked it when things decayed. Yeah. I remember his brother taking us around the back of, of the house where uh, he lived until the end, and he said there was a there was an old piano out in the backyard because it's Manchester. It rains a lot, mm. and he said the the piano just got more and more warped over the years, and the sound got worse and worse. And Chris absolutely loved oh, it. He wow. loved the changing sound. Yeah. And the way things just decay, he thought that was brilliant. A lot of people will remember Frank from the comic Oink, which I remember it as being like a sort of kids' version of Viz. They kind of came out at the same time. It was slightly subversive. Kids' version is a little bit patronising, but he put so much work into his Oink. Sometimes it was a comic strip. Sometimes it was just like a portrait or something. I, I would imagine he got like 20 quid or something for it. You, you, you quite often, I get the idea with Chris that the amount of work, more often than not, the amount of work he put in was not reflected in the cheque that he was given at the end of the day. No, I don't think it ever was, but you couldn't have paid him enough mm. to, to ever pay him fairly for the amount of work he did. Yeah. But also, from what people have said, he didn't value money. He right. didn't really know what it was for. He didn't care about it. If he had it, it, he'd spend more than he had as soon as he had it. What's the story about him going off to pay the gas bill? Oh, that's about his computer games yeah. that um, his wife had said, you need to pay, I think it was the telephone bill, right. you need to pay the phone bill, here's the money to go and pay it, just go and pay it. And then he came back in a couple of hours later going, look at this, I've got a computer, I'm going to write a computer game. And she said, you've paid the phone bill, haven't you, Chris? I'm going to write a computer game. And he bought a ZX81 and he did write computer games. He wrote multiple computer yeah. games and he put them out and um, they earned very little money. Uh, I don't think it ever earned enough to actually get the telephone reconnected. So we've got a lovely picture from Oink. And this is, I mean, this is stunning. I, I'd have this on my wall with, without a shadow of a doubt. Batman, uh, Bat Bottom and Bobbins, which is definitely not Frank and Little Frank as Batman and Robin. And then we got the stark contrast. By the way, that's a lovely choir we can hear in the background, which is beautiful if you're wondering what that is. Stark contrast, there's... Uh, a self-portrait of Frank sans hair because me as me after chemotherapy that's a bold that's a bold thing to do isn't it uh, on, on multiple levels yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's um, that to me is, is what you know a, a great uh, kind of um, example of why I would say he was a pure artist someone who could actually take the news that I'm sorry sir you've got cancer and go home and go right how can I make that work for me mm. how, what can I do with that how can I reflect what I'm actually thinking by bringing it into Frank's world it's a stunning it's a stunning picture and, you know, there's going to be a lot of people coming here over the next two months whose lives will be directly affected by cancer. I hope they would look at that and go, oh, life really is what you make of it, you know? How, Dave, do you, how was he with, with, when he got the news of the cancer? Just like Steve said, exactly the same. He was kind of like, brilliant. That gives me loads of material to, uh, to, to work with. Really? To, to make comedy. Yeah. Oh, well, not comedy, because Frank didn't do comedy. No, but, but to, to make. To yeah. Make. Um, incredible. Go on. Right. What else have we got? Let's. Uh... So this, is, this is a lovely thing here, right? So this is, this is a, a large screen showing you maps of Manchester through the ages, how Manchester's changed, and they're all really detailed and, and elaborate. Uh, you know, 1750. We've, we've got the magic eye. But it's telling us there's something here. But there is an eye, and if we and if we scroll through the centuries to 1988, for example. I remember this. There's Frank's map of Timperley. 
Frank's Timperley bike race game. I remember this. Jeez, look at this. That's just stunning. Look. No, this music's great. The music kind of elevates this to something spirit. I mean, spiritual, yeah. Um, this is stunning. Look at this, the NatWest Bank. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful... Listen, if you don't know Frank's art, then I'm going to see my Twitter because I'm going to tweet a few bits and pieces, OK, so you can get an idea of it. But it's very stylized. It's very unique. It's very obviously uh, Chris and Frank. It's instantly recognisable. Yeah, Exactly. Emerson Lakes, large, the vital large supply. He's having a large sale as well. Oh, it's beautiful. Look I mean, at right that. Down to this dog on the football pitch. <laughs> and again, this must this is this is huge. This is detailed, really, really detailed. He's done it as, as sort of like a board game. Um, this must have taken him ages. Dave, how, how long would he spend doing something like this. Would, I, I imagine he would just get lost in it, wouldn't he? That's it. He would start, he would, he would pick up the pens and he would start and it wasn't done until it was done. Mm. You know, he would not eat. I mean, Chris was a smoker. He liked to smoke. Yeah. But if he was deep into doing something like this, he would forget to smoke. Wow, really? Yeah. He was that much into it. <laughs> but even, you know, down to, the, like, reflecting the little... Like the, all this is real world as well, this Templey map. I mean, all these shops are the shops that were there at the time. But, you know, even the Templey two... Aquatics, there we go, of course. The Templey fence. Aquatics, which Frank always called Templey Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a fish shop. But, uh, but not to him, it becomes yeah. this fantastic, magical thing. But even the two post boxes outside the Templey Post Office are represented there, you know. And it, just that kind of thing that it's... He just took the mundane and the ordinary and he elevated it into the fantastic. What did they think of him in Timperley? Did they... Did everyone get the joke? Did it, in inverted commas, did everyone enjoy it? Were people annoyed with him? Well, I remember asking Sterling, Chris's, Chris's eldest son, and um, he said, I think for a while people were a little bit surprised but after a while it just became Frank Sidebottom and right. people just thought leave him to it yeah leave him to it that's a great that's a great way to summarise his career just leave him to it he's not hurting anyone <laughs> I'm thrilled to see you've got my oh look you can look as well there he is you've got Amoeba Frank who is the size of an Amoeba how did you find that? We, it took, it's it, tough. It, that's why the film's taken seven years. Most of that time was just looking for Amoeba Frank. Uh, we thought we found it many times, but it was just a piece of fluff. <laughs> the film did take you a long time, Steve. What was going on? <laughs> what was um, going on? There has been a lot of cardboard, there's been a lot of gaffer tape, and there has uh, been a lot of colouring in. Um, but no, it's, you know, the film is a look through one man's entire life. And yes. the two, 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 well, two men's entire lives. One, ma one man's entire two lives. Um, and, and, you know, there's a narrative about Chris that he died tragically young at 54, and he did. But the amount of work he packed into those 54 years, I, it, no, I'll never really be able to get across to people just how the volume of information that's had to go through to make that. What film. is great as well, all, all crowdfunded, pretty much crowdfunded? Um, it was crowdfunded for the first few years yeah. and, and then I just had to go to the film industry right, and because and it, need, it, just, it became a bigger and bigger story. But what is interesting about your film and about the statue and about the funeral is, I mean, he was going to have a pauper's funeral and then someone, John Ronson, someone tweeted, can we raise a couple of grand to help? Suddenly there was enough for the funeral, then there was enough for the statue then people wanted to contribute to this. I guess what I'm trying to say is it, the, the affection that people 
have for Frank and indirectly Chris is phenomenal, isn't it? The, the love is endless, but the love, I think, is a direct reflection of how much love he gave out to everybody else. You know, he puts... Even if he, somebody orders some badges, as someone says in the film, he'd send them a handwritten letter. Yeah. You know, he spent way more time on that than he's earned from the badges so he just gave and gave and gave and gave to anyone who was interested in what he did he, he loved them for it and in and in then they're just returning that love he was so kind to me you know he was uh, I, only, I only met him a, f- a few times and he would phone me up and, and hassle me on the phone sometimes look at that with the telescope with the giant eye there he is his morrissey <laughs> um but both chris and frank chris more so actually were so were so kind and so generous to me Right, listen, let's have a look at these, these video booths, yeah. um, which you've got set up. Ah, Steve, this is... Um, I'm sorry it's such a rush visit. This is really emotional. This is lovely. Look at this. So we've got a couple of booths. We've got nice air headphones. What have we got here? So they've let us use these... Oh. these uh, we've got three video pods, uh, like video techs. So they're individual booths. People can come and sit in. And they said, give us a few Frank Sidebottom videos. Um, so we've put, <laughs> put about 28 hours oh, of the rarest material that we discovered in his archive. There are whole Frank Sidebottom gigs in here. There's a whole Freshies gig. There's one of the Freshies Razviz videotapes. There's the original Being Frank videotape. There's the original Denigration Now videotape. There's stuff that, that people have never seen. The things that are in the film for like three or four seconds you or just as you get the whole gig right listen let's talk about the film the film's coming out the 29th of March yeah 29th of March it comes out and it's the, getting a general re- release yeah it's coming so cinema uh, on the 29th of March it's also coming out on digital on the 29th okay. of March so iTunes and Amazon and those kind of places um and um, uh, I think I'm hopeful that about a month later the DVD and Blu-ray come out. I would recommend if you see it at a, a local cinema, go, I've seen it on a big screen and it, it, it just looks, seeing Frank on a big screen is a joy anyway, but it, it, it just looks amazing, so I'd recommend that. But the DVD you said is just packed full of stuff. We've absolutely cr- stuff. We've crammed it. Whatever, whatever we can fit on the disc, it's, just, it's, it's exactly as Chris would have done, fill it. Um, because there is so much stuff you have to just yeah. put, give people as much as possible. Um, but, yeah, the, I, my hope is that people go and see it at the cinema because not only are you seeing it um, on, a, on a big screen and you're seeing all the tiny detail that he did yeah. really, so you can really see it, but also you're seeing it with an audience. And when you see a film with an audience, the, the funny bits are funnier and the sadder bits are sadder. So here in an order, when I saw it, you very kindly invited me to a screening at the BFI, and when I saw it here in a whole cinema laughing at Frank or so, you know, Chris, that was that was really special. That was really special. Yeah, and I think it's an act that he always wanted people to see with an audience. It was about a communal experience, you know, which is how the film has been made as well. You yeah. know, with a whole community of fans backing it. So I think it's just about carrying that on. There's a soundtrack album as well coming out, picture disc and CD. There is. I don't know which label is putting <laughs> that out or who's or who runs that label. Some maniac. Um, some somebody who just looked at Frank Sidebottom and just. Went kitching. This is gonna, <laughs> this is going to make me a fortune. Now, now he's gone. We'll make loads of money off his back. That'll do. Yeah, it. Uh, that person's got a rude awakening coming <laughs> when the bills start coming in. But no, it's we've in all seriousness. There is a beautiful 
picture disc vinyl album we've been allowed to make there's a cd of it as well we've made sure the cd is slightly different than the record so so there's like a a, a different track listing um it, it and it's what what i love about the album is uh, it's it's i'd say slightly more of a chris Seavey album than yeah. it is a frank yeah. sidebottom album but this is the first time people have been able to hear most of those chris Seavey songs they've been lost on audio cassettes unlabeled audio cassettes yeah. in a cellar um in in the northwest and now we're making them available right listen it's quarter past two my train is in half an hour i hate to dash larissa but i have to leave thank you for opening the library for us thank you dave thank you steve best of luck with the film i'm do you know what i I really just i'm getting the vibe that this is gonna your your hard work is gonna pay off so well done and well done chris and frank and this has been really emotional actually coming and seeing all of this you know it's um i always get a little bit choked up when i see um frank like this so thank you very much for inviting me guys i appreciate it Fantastic. I don't believe you, you know. And if you don't believe me, I'll show you my photographs when I get back. Oh, 